0: We are live. Welcome back to episode three of the High Slot Hockey Podcast. We are back in the studio today thanks to Hedge Better Industries, who is revolutionizing the sports betting industry as we know it. Be sure to check them out over at www.hedgebetter.com. That's www.hedgebetter.com. I'm here today with the boys, Bob Deuce, Snipski, and myself, Andrew Coco Curry. What's going on, boys? How are we doing today?
1: Oh, I'm feeling fantastic. Just ripped our first ever interview. on on the podcast uh i don't know well we'll, i guess we'll reveal it a little bit later in the episode well that's going to be dropping on this episode but it went pretty well Um pretty excited about it how about you boys
0: you know yeah i'm um to be honest still kind of hurting from monday night's trip to the bean pot um (laughs) jesus that, that was a tough one for the boys i mean unbelievable night we provide some great content it was a hell of a time but uh, I, I think your boy went a little too hard. I, I think the uh, pink Whitney nips were a little unnecessary, if we're being honest.
1: We look like homeless dudes. Like, you gave me all those nips, and I was kind of like, all right, cool, like, whatever. And I just completely forgot we had them in our pockets. We go out, and I'm like, all right, let's go. What's going? I'm like, oh, shit. We got man, pick, um, pink nips. And then we walk over, dude. I was at the fucking garbage can outside of bandage just ripping them. And I'm like, dude, people were looking at me and shit, dude. I, I feel like a complete degen.
0: Oh, dude, I was absolutely and the next day dude honestly i didn't even make it into work i had to fucking bang <laughs> out use a sick day i i Been made there. it
2: I made, I made it in somehow uh i woke up uh shit face i uh, i actually i like ripped a little bit of the pipe too before i go to work and like and i didn't think i was gonna see my boss there I no. walk in, I walk, I walk in, my boss is, like, in there, like, sorting cell. I'm like, oh, no, I, I like, kind of get drug tested for this job. So, like... No. I, yeah, no. So then I kept, like, I, I was, like, just shooting the shit with him. He was good shit. Like, I was... I don't know why. I was just kind of, like, normal. Like, I mean, like, you smoked weed before. Like, you used to it. it but, it,
1: like... You no, know, you, you know, like, that meme? Like, you know, like, that alien meme? It's like, oh, well, when you're trying to act, like, normal <laughs> in public, you're just, like, you're next to your boss, like, like a fucking I think, alien. I think I was... St- Talking way too
2: much because I was stoned or something. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Just trying to make it look more normal. But, like, honestly, I. He didn't say nothing. But so you, we're all Gucci. You better
0: hope your boss isn't listening to this episode. <laughs>
1: uh, he's, he's a subscriber. Oh, shit.
0: I forgot I plugged it. <laughs> Snipski with the Ripsky. <laughs>
1: Ripsky. Yeah, no, but, but honestly.
0: I'm such a fucking weakling nowadays with booze and it's like I drink you know a little heavy and I'm like all done for at least a day or two the next day. It's brutal, dude. I should honestly just hang up the fucking career when it comes to drinking.
1: Yeah, it's there's two things that absolutely buries me in the morning. Tuesday night skate. Because like I have like the worst groin going. My groin has I've had a ripped-up groin, mango groin for the past like two and a half months. Doesn't hasn't got better. And and then, like, drinking, like you said, like, I'll have, like, maybe, like, two or three beers next morning out of commission. It's, like, dude, the older you get, like, the worse hangover you get. It's fucking terrible.
0: Oh, yeah. If you saw the uh, injury report for Tuesday Night Skate last night, it said, Andrew Curry out hangover.
2: Ah, uh, same. <laughs> Snipski. Very, was very questionable. Gassed it. Uh, just w- wasn't in any sort of shape to even skate.
0: Yeah. That's what happens when you're washed up beer league heroes like we uh. are nowadays. Um, but yeah, overall, the Beanpot was a great time. We're going to get into it a little bit um, later on today. Uh, but today we're going to cover the latest NHL news from the past week, recap our trip to the Beanpot on Monday night, give you a rundown of the Women's Olympic Hockey Tournament, and in a bit, we will turn over today's special guest, Quincy's own Mikey Adamson. We have a lot to talk about, so why don't we just dive into it? So, so and some NHL news from the past week. Patrick, the big rig maroon, signed a two-year extension with the Bolts. The extension will be worth one mil a year over the next two years, and it's a nice little bump in pay as he was previously getting paid just 900 a year. The 33-year-old was set to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. He's won three consecutive Stanley Cups, two with Tampa Bay, and one with St. Louis. What's our takeaways on the uh, uh, big rig extension?
1: I think it's a good move because... Yeah, he's not flashy and stuff. Like he's not gonna like go out there and wow you obviously. Like he's like a third fourth line guy, he goes out there, bangs bodies, opens up opens up ice for like the skilled players. But you need someone like that on your on your roster, you need him in the locker room. Like a lot of guys, like a lot of the people that play with him love him. And uh yeah, he's won three straight cups. He shows that he's that he he plays at a championship pedigree. So I think it's I think it's a good signing.
2: Uh yeah, I I like it. I think why why midseason? You could wait on the guy, but hey, he, he's got 54 points, 186 Pims, plus 15 in three seasons, Tampa. I mean, the plus 15's, like, obviously juiced up because the team's nasty. Like yeah, he's the out team. There, yeah, yeah, they don't – he do not take – half the team doesn't take asses because he got unbelievable talent on that team. And they
1: got Vasilevsky but, back there stopping yeah, every single yeah, puck yeah, coming yeah, in. Yeah, I light.
2: mean, like, I I was questionable when I saw it. I saw it two years uh, – what, two years – and then I, I saw – I didn't know how much money it was. I saw $1 million. I was like, oh, all right, like, makes sense. But they must have everybody locked up where they're like, all right, we're going to make a couple more runs, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, the stats kind of, you know, do justice on why he's only getting paid a million a year. He's got 108 goals, uh, 152 assists, 711, 711 PIMS, and 613 career games. Like Bob said, not the flashiest guy, but he's a great glue guy. You know, he's a guy who's – um. Been on Stanley Cup winning teams, and like you said, dude, they're kind of locking up this core. And you know, I, I don't think the Tampa Bay Lightning are done. I think they got a couple more uh, cup runs in them. You know, these are the guys that kind of need to uh, stick around if they if they want to continue that success.
2: Yeah, they're loaded. Like, Braden Point, they got off. I'm sure they're locked up for a couple more years. Stammer still has some juice yeah, in the tank. Yeah, Stammer's having a career year. He's I playing think. nasty. Like, like, maybe not career yet, but pretty close. Like He's been off a couple years. I think it's because he got injured. Yeah. He's, he's fighting the injury bug. He's had a lot this, of injuries. But this year, it's actually coming together for him a lot better. Uh, like, there's been a couple guys out, you know, like Point got hurt a couple times. But,
1: yeah, they, but going back to Patty Maroon, though. Like that blues run he like when he was on the blues when they won the um Stanley Cup against us in twenty nineteen, he had some big time goals in that playoff. He he won them, like series and stuff, so and he like I like I said, he opens up ice and he, he he like he shows up in the in the playoffs. Yeah,
2: like Coco said, glue guy in the locker room. I'm sure he's the godfather type, you know, like everybody's like, Oh, we need maroon, we need maroon, you know. Like yeah. and uh yeah, I know what were you gonna say?
1: No, like I mean, I, I pretty much covered. What I going to say, like he, like, uh-huh. like I mean, he show he's shown that he can do stuff in the playoffs. He, he's he's, he's built for the playoffs. He's the one that he's the big body goes in, and bangs bodies, whatever, gets in the corner, wins pucks, opens up space, and then, like I said, he he shows that he can just plot some goals. Yeah, he's so, like a better Ryan Reeves type, you know. Yeah, he's a Ryan Reeves that. Yo, Ryan. I mean, Ryan Reeves. No, Revo's
0: it, playing a big role in that New York Rangers. Yeah, team. So yeah.
1: Well, I'm say, saying yeah. maybe
0: a better skilled, but
1: yeah, I, I guess a little bit more skill. But they're both guys that really have like crazy skill. Yeah. But they, they, they both like play the same thing. They bang bodies. Like Ryan Reeves is definitely like a lot tougher, in my opinion. But Ryan Reeves is literally the undisputed champion of the, of the league. But. Uh, that's, a, that's Oh what Dropping the middies Yeah yeah He just yeah. fucking kills everyone I don't yeah. think he's lost Yeah a, a he's fight.
2: definitely Probably the most feared
1: yeah. guy Not
0: many guys can go Toe to toe with Revo That's for sure um, But yeah I think the big rig signing is, um, is is a good one for the Bolts He's only getting a mil a year So it's not a big um, Hit on the cap and um, you know who knows? Maybe he makes it four consecutive Stanley Cups, and and, and that would be something.
1: Uh, that that's gonna tie whoever was on the Islander, like the Islanders team in the eighties. I-
0: Islanders dynasty, yeah, uh, one four in a row. Yeah, Paul,
1: imagine him doing Paul that individually. Coffee. That'd be nuts.
2: <laughs> Paul Coffey, Dennis Potvin.
1: You <laughs> Ever heard of him? <laughs> so, he, Billy Smith? Yeah, they goalie. There That guy was a nut. Yo, no, Potvin. No. Potvin's a goalie, right? No, dude. Oh, dude. am my am <laughs> I being
0: retarded? There, there, yeah, you're thinking of a different Potvin.
1: No, 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 no. Poffin was on the Islanders. He didn't, yeah. he didn't oh, play was goalie. he a defenseman? Yeah, he was a defenseman. Oh, a man. my bad, my yeah, bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Potvin was on the on D. Billy Smith was the goalie. Stay hot, then. <laughs> Stay hot. Dash, take, one? You're dash one. Your dash one. Take a rip yeah. of that bowl
2: before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. I t- nah, no, nah. I can't do that. I would, <laughs> so, I would, I'd be silent, a silent man in the corner. All right,
1: so Poffin does sound like a goalie though. I'll give that to you. Kind of yeah. sounds like a goalie if you didn't know if he was. a yeah.
0: Man. yeah, yeah. Anyways, shout out the big rig. Uh, congrats on, you know I guess, the payday, the, t- the two mil for the next two years. Um, so in, in other news this week, Toronto Maple Leaf star Austin Matthews exited Monday night's game against the Carolina Hurricanes after taking an incidental knee to the back of the head. The status of the injury remains unknown, and it didn't look good for Matthews as he stayed on the ice for a good amount of time. This is going to be a big loss for the Leafs if he misses extended time. What's our thoughts on the uh, Austin Matthews injury, boys? Uh I mean, hey, like
2: he's gonna come back. Like he's he's already cleared to come back, but I think they're gonna wait a couple more days. Uh, Sheldon Keith, he was very uh, like positive about the whole thing. Like, oh, we, we'll see how he does day by day, but they need him. Like they they, I don't think they're gonna score any goals without him. You know?
1: Uh, yeah. But well,
2: uh, like that's Mana's right hand man. You know, Monar. He's 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 wheeling around the net, looking to dish the puck. You know.
1: Yeah, so last podcast we talked about if the Maple Leafs can keep the um the foot on the gas going going off of um all side break. I mean they beat a really really good Canes team in overtime, but obviously they lost Matthews. But I, that, I don't know if it's gonna take a hit on them because like Vinnie said, it's a positive outlook on what um on his injury. Like he shouldn't be out that long, and again like. Coco He said, wherever um, the, the Leafs are going to go, where Mitch Marner goes. Mitch Marner played a really good game um, the other night against the Canes. They like, like got the tying goal and the game winner. So um, if if those core players are stepping up, other than Austin Matthews, yeah, the Matthews injury definitely is concerning a little bit. But if you, if you have like Nylander and Marner stepping up in the roles that they should be stepping up in, and you got Morgan Riley in the back end, and, and you got Jack Campbell as an all-star, first-time All-Star this year, you know what I mean? If he steps up and does does his thing, like, whatever. But obviously, and Matthews, like, they're going to need him for sure.
0: Yeah, for those that didn't see the play, it was kind of just a freak play. Nothing really could have prevented it. Uh, Nino Niederreiter of the Canes was hard on the back check on Matthews. He, he kind of, you know, caught up to him. Matthews went down awkwardly, and then the D-man who was wheeling behind the net kind of just caught him in the back of the head with a knee. It, it was kind of a scary play, to be honest, but – um, you know, I guess the reports have been saying that it's it's nothing serious, and that's good to hear. Because Matthews has been red hot lately; he's uh, third in the Rocket Richard race right now for the leading goal scorer. He's got thirty one tallies on the year, and uh, we definitely wish to see him back on the ice soon. Because you know he's a, he's fun to watch, and he's great for the game of hockey.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah he he's an exi- he's an exciting player. He Puts the puck in the net. He had, his release is insane.
0: Oh, he's got the quickest wrist in the game.
1: It right like now. it's crazy. Like because like usually when you shoot the puck, you want to go like back foot, front foot. He like has it like mid foot, front foot, and like that just shows how like how strong your wrists are, how quick your wrists are, how, uh, how like strong you are, pretty much like upper body wise. It's fucking crazy.
0: Yeah. So even though uh, uh, Austin Matthews exited that game late in the third period, the uh, the Leafs were able to still get it done. in OT on a Mitch Marner uh, game winner. You know that that was a that was a great tilt between the um, Leafs and the Canes, and it could be a potential playoff matchup. You know, come playoff time. Yeah, this year. Coco,
2: that was a, that was an L on the co- corner. I uh, was, yeah. you know, after a
0: four 0 week last yeah. week, started off with an L, but dude. I, I bounced back the other night. So that's right. all that matters. No,
1: I, I told you, dude. I was like, I, I did not want to be a fucking dickhead, but I was like, Coco, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like the Canes tonight. And you're like, I don't know. I already like what all this stuff. I'm like, but because I understand, because like the Canes are rolling, they're a good, uh, good hockey team. But I didn't like how cocky Emmy – was out yeah. with covid and then you got Teravine and had like just like a lower body injury those are like i know those are two like well Teravine's like a second liner and I know Kakigami is a third liner but like those are two key guys that are in the lineup because if you mix it up obviously you're not going to have like as much production
2: yeah you can tell how much uh impact those guys have because i think they're on two game good good on no, no, that yeah, good they got
0: pumped by the sens the other night so well actually they kind of made it a game but it was like four nothing sens at one point i think and they ended up in 4-3 final but still, yeah, 2 yeah, that's, for them.
1: That's depth. And right also, there, too. That they're losing. And also, too, on that game, like, those two guys were missing. And also, Frederick Anderson was in Vegas fucking playing hockey, like, in the All-Star game. Also, he had to fly all the way from Vegas to fucking Toronto. Like, that must have been so much on yeah. him, too.
0: Yeah, and it kind of just goes to show how important those um, key role players are for the Canes uh, to be successful. So, over the past weekend, the All-Star game slash skills competition took place this weekend in uh, Vegas. What were our thoughts on these events, boys? Did did you like it? Did you not like it?
1: All right, so I stayed in on a fucking sat no Friday watching the skills, dude. I was, I mean, yeah, Kids a loser. I, what do you say? <laughs>
2: Kids a loser.
1: Hey, hey, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm just trying to like give you guys follow, uh, some good um feedback on this podcast, I'm trying he's to get he's you guys some com- up.
0: He's doing
2: what?
1: Yeah, like, guys, I'm invested. I'm invested. But the thing is, like, yeah, I, I love watching hockey and everything. I used to grow up watching the skills competition. I loved, like, I like every time that was on, I was, like, locked in. Greatest guys in the world, but you got guys, like, not showing up because of COVID. They were hurt. It was just, like, kind of just, like, a thrown-together all-star weekend. Um, the found face-off, I think anyone that played hockey at, at one point in the life could have done that. Um, fastest skater, it was probably, like, pretty, that was pretty entertaining. Um, Kyrie won that um obviously, fat like harder shots like cool that's just fascinating because these guys just rip the fucking biscuit those guys ripped that thing and uh the breakaway challenge dude joke oh,
0: what an
2: trevor's job dude
1: i all right so this is my take on the Trevor egress move
2: hometown discount on that one so oh, th- th- like time
1: if no one watched it alex petrangelo he uh he had like this drum set, this drum line, like Vegas, like With stupid. Like he's
0: flashing, glowing lights. A, and yeah, yeah,
1: it was, it was way too much. And then like, they dim the lights on him. He misses the net, and he ends up winning. He misses missed the, the net, misses the net, and he like no just still he still wins. And then but the things about Trevor Ziegas, that goal was nasty. He came out as Peter Lafleur from dodgeball, and he like blindfolded himself. And then did this ridiculous. And then he had like the um, the mascots throwing fake dodgeballs at him while he's doing this move blindfolded. Makes the nasty one of the nastiest moves I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh my
0: god, that was electric! I,
1: I think the only thing that kept him from winning that is if he had patches of Hoolihan's piss on his uh, on his blindfold. <laughs> I, I think that would have that would have gave him a little <laughs> he bit more dodge points. Dodge a
0: wrench. He needed to make it authentic. <laughs> exactly. He
1: wasn't original enough. Dude, like it's like come on, come on. Yeah,
0: uh, you know this is um this basically perfectly perfectly sums up what i thought of the all-star um, skills competition i fell asleep about halfway through it woke up for like the last event basically missed the whole thing i caught the like highlights of it but i thought it was an absolute snooze fest dude
1: yeah what's up what's up man? What, yeah what's your...
2: uh i the only ones i was really interested in was uh the fastest skater i like that because that's that's legit love yeah, that that's that, that's like
1: all like that's hockey you, right you, there. you can tell that conor mcdavid didn't give a fuck dude like i saw him he's skate. probably not trying to get injured yeah honestly. he's not trying to get injured and like dude he could have got way faster like that guy flies
0: yeah i mean and then on saturday night you had the um 3v3 um all-star game you know tournament there and i thought that was a snooze fest too dude those guys aren't barely out there even trying you know they're just like, stick check in, like Oh, no, I don't know. I feel like they just need to switch up the format. They need to do something different. They need to do something new and exciting. It, it, it's just getting kind of old. It's not really attracting many fans. The fact that I was in Vegas this year kind of helped them out because Vegas is thriving right now, especially as a hockey town. But um, yeah, I think they need to switch up the format. It's just it's it's not very appealing.
2: I liked uh, I liked the sh- the sharpshooting one.
1: Like, because oh, cuz the 21 and 22 No
2: no like when they're like Oh front. the accuracy Yeah context. the accuracy that's yeah, yeah the sharp yeah. shooting one I like that, that actually that takes a lot. lot of skill to do that. I like that one too like the other the other stuff can lose my number like, the, the 21
1: and 22 concept actually like uh, if they don't, like obviously if no one watched it the 21 and 22 is like so they line up a bunch of just like cards like playing cards like like big ass like whatever, um, playing yeah, cards. It was like blackjack. It was like blackjack. So twenty-one and twenty-two is what they called it, and you, they had like a bunch of like sharpshooters in the NHL, like Pavelski, Awesome Matthews, Brady Kachuk, um, uh-huh, fe- right? Not Na- Kadri. No, no, Aho was. Oh, oh no! You're, oh, you're talking
0: about the um twenty-one Sorry, and twenty-two.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the concept was like some. Like I feel like like the concept was like actually like made sense, I guess. But like, also you had to get twenty-one. You had certain cards. You get twenty-one. Hit face cards. Hit ace. Whatever. And then, but, like, they were running out of cards. So, like, you were kind of screwed if someone just, like, like there'll, like, be four cards left. And be, oh, yeah, well, like, if someone hits this, it's pretty much over. it's It was stupid. I mean, it was a good concept, but, like, the way they ran, it was stupid. But my, my takeaway from the whole entire All-Star weekend, um, the, the skills competition was, like, pretty bad. And then the the All-Star games themselves... I thought they were still so kind of entertaining because, like, even though these guys aren't even trying, these guys are so skilled, yeah, dude. There
0: was still some filthy goals. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Like, these guys are just so skilled, like you said, and it really showed off. But, um, nuts. But yeah, I don't know. Goal. Uh, some goal is kind of showed out too. Like Cam Talbert.
2: Yo, Tristan Jari in the yeah, championship.
1: Right. He played dirty. Yeah. He, he he's the metropolitan metropolitan end up winning the um, all star game all star game like tournament. So like the the whole incentive of that too. So they wanted people to try even though they didn't try that hard. Um, it was a million dollars to the, to the winning team, and it, which is like divvies up to 90 grand per person, 11 people on each team. It was like 90 grand per person. And if you were the MVP, you got a free like car or something. So Claude Giroux won the MVP, so you got 90 grand in a new car. Hey, how's your sister? <laughs>
0: they should make it like a barely gower, hour and each team has to kill like a 30 rack before the game ends or something like make it a little interesting yeah but there's a lot of people <laughs> that are health freaks dude like
1: Connor McDavid probably only eats like kelp or something and then fucking drink, <laughs> d- drinks like fucking like grass and tonics. yeah tonics yeah 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 a lot of those guys are fucking health yeah. freaks dude
0: so what I uh, I guess it was a little entertaining could have been better but you know what are you gonna do all the kind of like all-star games nowadays are kind of kind of a joke you know and the pro bowl NBA. was bad oh, dude that was, yo dude I couldn't watch
1: that. dude they'll yeah. never they'll never do a two-hand pro bowl. touch with pads on they'll Never do a Pro Bowl in Las Vegas ever again because Alvin Kamara legit committed murder. Like I shit I Yeah, on the don't not. Nah, I. It's it
2: will be back there. They. That's the least of their worries when when it comes to that. And then, it, um, it's
1: sad though. Do you see Tyreek Hill's um interview in the NHL? The, yeah, it yeah, was he did, comedy. Stone cold. Yo, he's like you can tell he did not mean to years. do that. <laughs> oh my god. So he, Yo, like, he was shit. Yeah, he was hammered. Right? He had like he had his glasses on inside, and then like he was getting he was getting interviewed or whatever. And kind of cringy. Yeah, it was a cringy interview. Like obviously the whole thing about the NHL. So I obviously I love the NHL. Don't get me wrong. I love hockey. But like the way they ran that whole entire thing was bad.
0: So I guess Tyreek Hill said that he knows a total of two NHL hockey players. Do you guys know who they are?
1: Oh, he said something like yeah, that. Yeah, he said he only oh, knows. Know he that. only knows. Oh, has to be one of them. Oh, right? Yep. And then, uh, is
0: it Crosby? It's Crosby. Yep. Those are the only two guys he said he <laughs> knows in the NHL. Damn, I'm the man. I didn't <laughs> even fucking hear that. <laughs> and and they're both kind of like you know aging dude. He doesn't even know any of the young stars right now. It just you know, goes to doesn't show. He Doesn't even
1: know Connor McDavid. He's the best player in the no. world.
0: No, he only knew Ovechkin and Crosby.
1: Yeah, but the, at the, end of, the end of that interview, if, like obviously you guys probably didn't see it because a lot of people are probably out on a Friday night. and I'm just being a weirdo, um, watching that shit. I but, was. Yeah, yeah, but um, so. Yeah, so at the end of the interview, like they hand him like two like tall boy like butt heavy cans, and he to try to do like a Stone Cold, and like the way he hit it, because you know Stone Cold used to do like the little bang bang, a little a little like beer will come out, and then he drank the rest of it, so he just goes. Hits it too hard, bang bang, and this shit just fucking like goes everywhere, all over his chest, like all over his face, like all over money the interview. Yeah, yeah, money shot, all over the reporter. The reporter was kind of like, "What the fuck?" And then, like, and then at the end of it, he looks at everyone, just like, was like, "What, what I just do?" Like, it was, like, it was bad. It was bad.
0: Well, yeah. So that was the All Star game for you in Vegas. Why don't we him some more exciting news in the NHL. So after having artificial disc replacement surgery back in November, Jack Eichel has been cleared for contact and a potential return could happen sometime in the near future. He had previously been skating at practice, but being cleared for contact seems to be the last title he needs to jump before stepping onto the ice in a Vegas Knights jersey for the first time. How scary is this Vegas team going to be when he returns, and where do we see him fitting in in this Vegas lineup?
1: Dude, Vegas is already first in the Pacific, and they're rolling right now. They're 9-1-1 and on the road that I, that I saw earlier, and... They have a pretty um pretty good tough test tonight. They're playing um
0: Calgary in yeah, Calgary. Yeah, they're
1: playing they're playing the Flames. I kind of like Calgary in that game though, because Calgary's yeah, dude, been rolling.
0: Calgary's
1: been rolling. Um, no, but the thing is, dude, like they're rolling even without Jack Eichel. Um, I think they should put him on the first line center. Put Chandler Stevenson on the left on the left wing, and then put Stoner Mark Stone on the right. That first line would be fucking dirty because you got Chandler Stevenson, who's got speed just as fast as Eichel. He's a playmaker. He can put pucks in the net too. Obviously, you got Mark Stone that can do both ways. He's a two way guy. And then Jack Eichel is just on just Jack Eichel. He goes out there. He can. He's he's a um, pirouette skater. He can he can shoot pucks on net. He can do everything. dude. The way
0: he skates, dude, is just so effortless, dude. He's like, dude, he's like a gazelle. Yeah, I was about to say that. Gazelle, dude. Like, it's like the words are skating, out of my mouth. When he's skating with the puck, like it's like so effortless. And for people who forget, because I know Eichel's been out of the game for a while, people who forget how good this guy is, he recorded 355 points in 375 games with Buffalo. And I think this is just what Vegas needs to make a run and take home their first Stanley Cup. Vinny, what do you think? Where do you see Eichel fitting in? Because I, I know I think you're in a little disagreement with Bob here and where he should be yeah, in this line. No,
2: that was a great stat you just pulled out with the Buffalo. That was good. Uh, well, there. Pencil them in for at least the Western Commons Finals if this happens. Wow. I think. Uh, Clip that because yeah, I mean, hey, they dude, get they, first it's, round. dude, they are they're nasty. Oh, they're already nasty without them at this point. They're just getting stronger. I I think I already said they were one of my up teams uh, the first episode and mentioned Jack Eichel and knew the return was was uh, soon. But uh, yeah, no, I. I think they should pair him with uh, Jonathan Marchessault and, and uh, Mark Stoner, because that's just a high-powered machine right there. You got two guys and Eichel and Marchessault that just like will dish to each other and both score, and then you got Stoner in the corner. Uh, you probably you probably have Eichel up high. That man high, maybe.
1: Yeah, he, you could, you know, he, he's yeah. not gonna win corner. Yeah, bat- yeah, I mean, no, he it, can it, win quarter it, battles, but you want him in the slot.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then maybe Marsh is still the little little guy going and pick the puck out of the corner, and then just w- look for Eichel, you know, in the slot or something. Like, I I know what you're saying with the stevenson thing but you don't need like you need the skill with the gritty that stoner already is you know yeah
1: but the thing is like you know i hundred percent like i think anywhere you put him it's not really gonna fucking matter you're still yeah. gonna produce but the second line if they do like put Chandler stevenson eichel and stoner together because like last year um when when the knights headlines they had jonathan marsh or so um riley smith and um, Carlson, William Carlson. Wow. That, wild. dude, th- that line, if you if you put the first line, like I said, Chandler Stevenson, Jack Eichel, and Stoner, and you put the second line I just I just read off with the, yeah. with Carlson, Marsha So, and Riley Smith, dude, those first two lines, get at it. Because, like, like, that second line that I just said, like, literally has, like, already has the chemistry. I've seen them play last year. They put up a shit ton of points. So, like... I think those first two lines are going to be fucking dirty if you put, if you structure it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think T- Eichel is just so talented. You got to slot him right into the first line, get that guy as many minutes as possible. And I know there's people out there saying, I oh, you know he's been away for the game for a while. Like We don't know like what he's going to be like when he comes back. This is a um, quote from head coach Pete DeBoer uh, in a recent interview. He said there were a couple practices last week where he's maybe been the best player on the ice. So I hope people really didn't forget how good this guy was before he got hurt. And I think he's going to come back in, like, a- almost prime shape that he was before. I mean, he's been out a while. He's been training hard to get back. I know this guy wants it. He's finally on a team that can compete. So I think he's going to turn it up to the next level. I think he's going to go off on his return.
1: Yeah, did you see the videos of him, like, just doing drills and shit? It's, oh. it's insane. Yeah. He. He, like, just the way he see, like, like, what Coco said, like, the way he skates is just so majestic, dude. It's like a fucking, it's like a unicorn out there just, like, like just, like, ripping it around. And, like, the shot, like, some of the highlights I've seen him, like, when he's just skating around doing his thing, he just rips it on net, sniping on the goalies. Those goalies are probably like, what am I doing here? I mean, I mean, yeah, like, we're trying to get you back, but, like, dude, I'm just getting dicked on. This guy probably has to go back to his apartment and fucking just, like, be like, what the hell just happened for two hours? You know what I mean? Like, he just, like, like his head was spinning.
2: Yeah, no it's it's unfair like that was a nasty trade they made but like they're gonna have to ship some guys out too, like, to like just make cap space too,
1: yeah should we right? di- should we dive into the trade rumors for that or should we um,
0: um I think we got a couple other things we want to okay. cover first but I mean definitely watch out for the Vegas Knights when Jack Eichel returns I mean them versus the Avs, if they end up matching up in the playoffs that series is gonna be I- such a tilt.
2: Yeah, I think they definitely have that Pacific on lock unless the Flames start – which I I love the Flames. If they start wailing, like, I, I think the Kings are all right. The Ducks are a young, good team. They're promising, but they pretty much – I think they have that locked up.
1: The only thing that. I would like, say that. about, like, that whole entire division – so, like, I think the King. I think not the Kings. Well, I mean, I, I said the Kings are probably, if anything, they might jump the Knights. If anything, like, that's, like, my pick. But – now, that, now, I come to think of it, like in yeah. the lines, the I two, don't
0: know if anyone's catching this night. Yeah, that's what I'm
1: man. saying. I, I'd say, I'd say the knights are probably going to be like, they're, gonna, they're definitely taking the division, and then you got kings probably like second, third. They probably gonna do be, like the kings. It, it, like the, the kings are probably going to be neck and neck with the flames because the flames are going to catch like, are really yeah. going to like catch on fire for sure. And like, and um, well, we got to see, we going to see how they do tonight against the knights.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a good matchup for sure. We'll have to wait and see who comes out on top in that one. So I know everyone in the hockey world has been talking about this. 16-year-old sensation Connor Bedard scored a filthy goal for the Regina Pats in a WHL game the other night. Bedard came up the ice with blazing speed and toe-dragged the defender, then went through the legs top shelf to make it a 2-1 game. Regina went on to lose 6-3, but in 34 games, Bedard has 25 goals and 22 assists. He isn't draft eligible until 2023, but he already seems to be the consensus number one overall pick. How excited is the entire hockey world for Connor Bedard to make his debut in the NHL in a few years? Because this guy is—I think he's something else. I think he's a generational talent.
2: After that goal he scored, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that looked and said, "Oh, the tanks, the tanks in." <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, you see, like, I mean, what is it? Next year he'd yeah, be getting he, drafted, he right? He's eligible next year. Yeah. yeah. So this year is not in play, but. We're gonna have to see. Oh, that that was just toyish the way oh. he play like the way that play uh happened. They were losing 2 0 going into the third period. And then the kid just decides to turn it on, whip through the neutral zone, and then undress the D with that unbelievable toad. I don't even know. Like he, he pulled that thing out so far oh. and then just pulled it by the kid, and then he saw the goalie go down. He's like, Oh, I'm just gonna. Put it between my legs and go top shelf. It's like what? Okay, A kid's gonna be the next McDavid coming out. I think.
1: Yeah. So the whole thing about those prospects, dude. All you know, the bottom tier prospects, like the bottom tier teams right now in the league, that are probably gonna be like, like the lottery o. teams, East, the
3: dude.
1: <laughs> dude. They're probably so horned up after they saw that fucking <laughs> oh. video, dude. I'm horned up. Yeah, because yeah, about <laughs> dude. Like I when I saw that he. Like Vinny said, they were down two to nothing. This kid just fucking was like, you know what? I'm just going to do something fucking nasty right now. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, that was insane. And, like, his... What made it even more, like, crazy is that his... Like, he didn't, like, celebrate.
0: Oh, no. Dude, he like This was just, like, another girlfriend. Yeah. He like... Yup.
1: It, like he literally just like toe dragged the defenseman. The toe, like the defenseman, almost like broke his fucking ankles. Like, <laughs> That's dude, jock
0: jockstrap fa- was in the second row. <laughs> dude,
1: he fucking fell, and it was like, like it was bad. Like this kid got legit posterized, and then like he just does like this. The way he like went like between his legs though was like he like fucking like he like toe dragged through. You, you, you saw like also you saw that highlight. The way he gets it, he like. Because a normal person would just, like, have the puck on their stick and then like, go backhand forehand through oh, his legs. Yeah. He went, like, toe-drag. Yeah, this was a next level. Yeah, baby. it was, like, like dude, like, not how do something you... something even... you see every day. This kid was probably gr- growing up in um in whatever he was in Canada in his driveway just doing that shit, like, all day, every day. And, like, that that kid is so nasty because, like, in the World Junior Championship before it got oh. fucking, yeah, sick sick tournament, like, they, they, they end up fucking candidate <laughs> after the...
0: Thanks, COVID.
1: Yeah, thanks. But, um... But like dude, he was like lighting it up. He had four goals in one game and he was like doing shit like like he was like his toe drag is incredible. You can't even defend it. How old is this kid? 16. 16 yeah, he's 16, dude. 16, dude.
0: Dude, the fact that he's 16 and honestly, he could be on Team Canada right now. Hey, I don't know if he's like not old enough to like be on the team or something, but I think he, he yeah. could like Probably be one of the best players on Team Canada right now, if not the best player in the Olympics. It, yeah, it, it's,
2: it's just—I think he's one of four Canadian
1: 16-year-olds to make that
2: World Junior team too. Like, if I'm not it mistaken, is, it's a
1: it's a nasty list too. Are if they, I'm not if I'm not mistaken, you have to be like 17 at least to like play in the Olympics. Is that it is? Yeah, it's it's the like part, 17 part, or 18. Because right? like, why yeah.
0: wouldn't he have made that Team Canada team? You look at that roster, and you're telling me like Bedard can't play for that team? Like, come on.
1: Because yeah, uh, people probably think I'm crazy out there listening, but like honestly, like. It like, the first thing that comes to the Olympics, like, like age-wise, is, like, kind of, like, going into the military. at they like, 17 and have your mother sign, like, a fucking note or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah 16's young, dude. Like 16, 16's
1: pretty fucking young.
0: 16's, like, when you first can, like, start getting a job. Like, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, born in, like, 06. Like child, labor, <laughs> child like, labor laws. You're only supposed to work certain hours a week. Like.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're fresh. You're, like, in the middle of puberty, like, at the end of it. So, it's, like, yeah, you you like... You don't really want it. I mean, the kid's dirty, but you probably don't want a sixteen year old kid on your team. Yeah.
0: I mean you probably
1: get bullied, dude. He's playing it like like Olympics are probably playing against like old like fucking grown ass I mean, men. The,
0: the so. fact that he's already a household name and he's sixteen, hasn't even played a single game in the NHL yet. Like he's gotta be one of the most hyped prospects since like Gretzky, I
1: think. Dude. No, McDavid. Like, well
0: yeah McDavid. yeah, McDavid and Gretzky, like
1: McDavid was like when he played for the Erie Otters, that guy was dirty. Like, like, just in juniors, like, oh, my God. Like, well,
2: he had the size, too. Like, uh, he, This kid, Bedard, like small. a little bit smaller, like, finesse guy. He's just got to, like, bulk up. If he's not getting any taller, like, he's just going to be a Cole Caulfield field on, like, steroids.
0: So, in other news, and this is about the only good news for the Boston Bruins organization right now, is that on Friday, Commissioner Gary Bettman announced that the Bruins will be hosting the 2023 NHL Winter Classic at Fenway Park. This will be the fifth time that the Bruins will be involved in an outdoor game, and it will be the second Winter Classic at Fenway Park. The NHL also announced that next year's NHL All Star Weekend will be in Sunrise, Florida, home home of the uh, Florida Panthers. This will be their first time hosting the All Star game since two thousand three. What's our thoughts on this recent NHL news, boys?
1: Yeah. So, like I said, I was watching the All Star um, Weekend thing, and he put it. He um, put it out on their on his um, press conference. Yeah. Fenway's a great venue. Um I'm looking forward to it. Like like uh th- there's no there's no opponent or any any um any dates going on. Like there's no set, anything set in stone, but yeah, like we're looking forward to it. Um fe- like I said, Fenway's an unbelievable venue and like hopefully like who do you think they're gonna play?
0: Yeah, that's that's a good question. I, ben, I, you got I, any predictions? Yeah, no,
2: I do. Uh so it's Fenway. Uh John Henry owns the Penguins. So he yeah so that's what i'm thinking they're gonna play
1: the pens especially i see what happened last and, night yeah
2: and he <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure gary gary batman and john henry had a little chat or something that's not like apple watchy or anything but i bet they he, they probably put a bit into batman about this and were like john henry owns the penguins and he's like oh bruins hometown type yeah. of thing so i could see him playing the pens who knows I could be wrong, but I have a a pretty good feeling maybe it's going to be the pens, but
0: that'd be a, that'd be a nice matchup. Yeah. I
2: mean, it'd be, it wouldn't be original six, like, which is, it has been, you know, like I, I do like having it at Fenway, but like there's only certain places in that. Uh, like w- where it's set up, like
0: they set. You, the you can't sit- really get yeah. a good view. Yeah, if you're gonna yeah, be
2: down the left field line. Yeah,
0: what Fenway like, only holds like, about what, like fifteen? Yeah, 20, and 000? like it's like it's they, tough they, to they, don't, s- they don't hold many many. Uh, if seats. you're
2: out in the bleachers, like good luck, you're not gonna see anything. And then like behind the plate, like yeah. it's just. You're gonna be watching the jumbotron. It's it's cool. Line. It's yeah. cool. Have it's a cool idea having. It yeah, is, though. Yeah, it is. I, w- I would go definitely, yeah. but I understand, like, Gillette. Like, Gillette's like a circle, like, with the stands. Like, yeah, you every- can see it all. You can see all. everything. Yeah. Like, there's, like,
1: nosebleeds. Like, you can probably be up there. have a better. But, hey, you know, like. It, going back to Fenway, though, like, dude, imagine, like, I don't know how much they would be, but imagine being on the Green Monster. Oh, yeah. That dude, those that'd those be fucking be nasty, dude. You get the bird's eye view, dude. Like, that would be, like, unbelievable. Because it's, like, literally yeah, right at the Green you Monster. You want to
2: be in the left field section yeah like if, if you want to buy t- if
1: you're not like anywhere near the green monster or like like even bleacher center field you're pretty much toast
0: yeah i mean i i know Fenway's not the most like ideal location for the winter Classic, it looks but, nice though but Fenway's so historic and just like the green monster out there it's like no that's the shit that just is like if it, you're it's like historic you know what i mean like it like it, it's gonna be a great matchup i think either way probably better to watch it on tv than be at the actual game but um yeah, I know in the past, the Bees have been pretty successful in these Winter Classic games. I know I went to the one in um, at, at Notre Dame in South Bend against the Blackhawks. That was a sick game. Bees came out on top. Um, that was a great venue to watch a game. I, I'd never been to uh, Notre Dame before, seen so Touchdown Jesus. Um, but yeah, sick game, sick venue. Uh, I'm looking forward to the the bees playing the Winter Classic again next year.
1: The first time they had a Winter Classic was a Fenway when we played on Philly. Marco Stern, how's your sister? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like that. That that was a nasty game, dude.
0: I think we're what three and one in Winter Classics. I think we've only lost one.
1: Yeah, we lost one to. uh, Well, the last. Well, was that considered Winter Classic last year at Tahoe? Was that Stadium Series?
0: I think that was Stadium Series. Yeah, but we won that one. Outdoor games. Yeah, we smoked
1: Philly. They didn't have a chance. Um, Yeah, who we lose to?
0: Did we we lose to Toronto.
1: I hope not. Yeah, I, 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 I can't though.
0: remember off the top of my head, but
1: <laughs> Just you know we, we, we love every single um <laughs> NHL team.
0: Historically, here. we're pretty successful uh, in these outdoor games, so I don't know. Either way, it's gonna be a fun game to watch. So speaking of the Bruins, why don't we get into the Bruins recap? So l- last night, uh lost to the Penguins four two, blew a two nothing lead after the first period. Crosby scored 499 on us, you know, 500 watch for Sid the Kid. And then then you have, you know, just towards the end of that game, Brad Marshawn just absolutely losing his lid, dude. And then I know it's a possible suspension. I think it actually just came out tonight that he's getting six games for those antics. It's it's disappointing to see.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, Marshawn just finds trouble. I, that's just the type of player he is. He likes to play with an edge. Because Aussie, he's a smaller player and like well, whatever. Like, Aussie shows good um, productivity on, on the offensive end, does his thing. Definitely one of the better players on our team. But you can't be putting yourself in those positions, especially because like, we need him right now. Like, like we're on like well, actually, we're Wildcard, we're Wildcard two, but we're pretty much locked in Wildcard two as of right now. Yeah, it's but but right like the now, thing is, you, you, I
0: think the Red Wings won tonight again. Yeah, they won like again. 30, so you
1: know? we're not really like set in stone there. You
0: can't get too comfortable, you know what I mean? Tuca
1: just retired, which we called in the podcast. Like we just, we knew that was going to happen. We just had a feeling and like, yeah, like like I even said to last podcast, his hip wasn't feeling great. Like you can just tell, like he, can't, he wasn't lateral. He couldn't really go post the post. That's obviously a huge part of being a goaltender, especially in the National Hockey League level. Um, yeah. So my takeaway from last night's thing, like, like. Like I said, with the whole Marshawn and Tuca thing, those are two big fucking things that happened in the last 24 hours. So, like, we got to deal with that. And Bergie got knocked out last night. I think that kind of feel a little bit when oh, Marshy had the, like, good. I think that's why Marshy kind of lost his lid because of that. So he, he, like, we got to know, like, we got to, like, kind of wait on and see what, how Berge's status is. Yeah. Um, our de- again, our defense fucking was nowhere to be found last night. We had four out of the six defensemen were Dash one. Um, McAvoy was even, and then you got Grizzly was plus one, but there was no offensive producti- productivity with them. Uh, Pasta is red hot, like usual. He's like the only person on offense yeah, our right second now. Second
0: line's producing money right now.
1: Yeah, like, dude, Jake DeBrusk, like, I watch him play, dude. He's actually playing, r- like, really well. Ho- like, he's playing good hockey. He, like, he gets the puck out of the zone. He's making, he's shooting the puck at the right times and everything. So, like, honestly, like, it's our offense is doing pretty well charlie charlie cole made some nice plays he walked a couple of defensemen he's winning pucks down low it's just it's just our defense man and then like and then also you got swayman swayman his first start in a while like yeah he's a little shaky obviously he, like he would didn't, he didn't play for a while got thrown into got thrown into that game against a really good pen, penguins team um yeah i mean the like uh, the bruins after what happened last night the le- recent news that's going on we, we gotta figure some shit
0: out. Yeah, Vinny, what are your thoughts? Is the bees just look like they're in an absolute uh, downward spiral right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with Bob what he said with uh, Martian. Definitely, he had nobody out there policing him when uh, Bergie le- got injured and left. You know, like he definitely blew his lid on that one, and that's that. That's a thing. Like you know, Marshy, He he's a hell. Of a, he's I think might be our best all-around player, other than maybe Bergeron, obviously. But it it was hard. Like the the defense didn't play well. I think Mar- the one bad goal that was the second one that bounced off of Swaman's chest.
1: Yeah, that was that was definitely just getting Russ knocked off because he really like that was his first start and like whatever because he wasn't really playing for um, with AHL right because they they weren't really playing games, right?
0: I I don't think he actually gotten any time when he was down in Providence. Yeah, so or like
1: very that, little, That's just that's just Ruskin knocked off. Uh, I mean, like he he's a promising young goaltender. I mean, last night like like again, he's a young goaltender, he's still developing. Um again, we have Allmark to come in and like stop the bleeding for like stuff and stuff like that does happen cuz Allmark has showed that he deserves the money that he we're given right now. He's making the saves, he's playing well. Um yeah, it's just after the Tuka thing, what happened today with the, his whole retirement. Um like I'll touch on Tuca for a little bit as well. He he did a he did a lot for our um for our organization. He brought to, brought us through a couple cups, one of Vesna, all that stuff. Um, yeah, so like we like obviously as a, as a podcast, we want to wish him well in his retirement. Hopefully he just like has a good retirement and all and like I said
2: All time like, winner for goalie yeah. in uh Bruins history, three oh eight. Yeah, win, so. yeah. I mean, hell, hell of a career for being a Bruin. I mean, you know, uh, he almost had the same percentage record all time until he came back and he lost <laughs> it. But, hey, yeah, like, yeah. nah, he's top three. He's top three. I mean, like, in that. But, you know, like, wish wish he could have got a cup with us. But, you I know. Mean, he
0: technically, he did. Wasn't he the backup? Yeah, Tim Tim
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wanted, on the cup. He's backup. on the cup.
1: Yeah, no, no. Good for him. Like, he... He was there. He was on the roster for the win, for the Stanley Cup win. He he's won a Vesna. He has the stats to prove that he was a really, really yeah. good, a really good goaltender in the National Hockey League. But my th- my beef with I would not say beef with him, but like it's just like dude, like like you shouldn't have even came back. Like you know, like like also you had hip surgery. Like uh, like I guess they want to give him a go, see how it went. But it's like dude, you literally like fucking sent down like one of our. Like him coming back sent down one of our promising young goaltenders down to the AHL where he didn't got no games because it was COVID ridden down there. Yeah. Because, because the thing is Tuca was supposed to have a couple games down in um in Pravi, but like obviously it was COVID ridden, and um and honestly like they're not really gonna play games down there. So it's like it was definitely like like a little like spotty return, but overall, like I know he gets a lot of like that's a lot of hate in Boston or whatever, but.
0: I mean, you either love him or you hate him.
1: Yeah, yeah. At this point, take it with a grain of salt. If you love him or hate him, my, my stance on it, Coco's stance. Like, me, Coco, and Vinny's stance on Tuca is that he, he'll he get you there, but he won't win it for you. And he also, like, should have just called the quits when, he when like, his hip was just garbage. Because I feel you, you would know.
0: Be- yeah. Yeah, because,
1: like, he yeah, said... You, you
0: know deep down if you still got something left in the tank or not. Yeah. Um, I, I mean... I'm, I'm going to keep it brief here. I'm not going to sit here and badmouth Tuca. Those who know me know how I feel about him and his commitment to the team in the past. I mean, yeah, he's got the stats to prove that he was a very successful goalie. You know, he could never really just get over the hump and bring us home a cup. And at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about is bringing home a Stanley Cup to Boston. He wasn't able to do so. But, you know... I wish him the best of luck in retirement. Go enjoy, uh, you know, playing eighteen or thirty six holes every day because you know that that's truly what he wants to do.
1: I don't blame him, man. Like if I had the opportunity to do that, I'd fucking go down there in a heartbeat.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> just
0: before we move on from the B, though, I mean that Bergey injury was kind of scary. He took an awkward fall after uh, colliding with Crosby, hit his head off the backboards. I know he's listed as day to day, but. You know, I really hope it's not a long-term injury for Bergie because that's a guy you need. Dude. I mean, he's the captain of the team. He kind of just holds us together right now. I know we're struggling. Uh, we, we hope to see Bergie back soon. And then just to touch on Marshawn real quick, like, I know that's how he plays. Like, Marshawn's a rat. Everyone knows it. Like, if you if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not, you hate him. But, like, he, he's got to, like, tone it down, dude. That was just way too much, dude, like, punching Jari in the face and then then sticking him up high in the face. Like I, I love the ship before though when Jari had the puck and was about to like flip uh, it into the stands yeah. and he just comes over, knocks it out, grabs the puck, and just like throws it away from him. Like that
1: was so clean. Like,
0: I, I love that dude. I love that stuff, like getting under the other team's skin, but he just took it way too far, dude. Like punching Jari in the face. The, like,
2: the stick the
0: stick wave? Alright,
2: fine. Like obviously he wasn't like gonna like get him good you know yeah I mean, but like he the, just took the, it way too yeah far. the thing that looks bad is he like literally like took a stride and like hit jar in the face yeah i mean in the crease he went out of his way you could tell it wasn't like he was right next to jar and gave him a little jab he like kind of yeah know? He,
0: he just let his temper get the best of him here and that's like as a hockey player dude like it happens but like you got to be able to control your emotions on the ice. And I know we were sitting in the um, you know studio before we uh, got in here. And I, I said, I was like, I think he's getting five to six. And it came out today. He's like, he's getting six. I'm like, he's a repeat offender, dude. Like, you, you can't be pulling shit like this. Once I saw that they asked him to come in for an in-person hearing, I'm like, dude, they're going to fucking, you know, they're going to give him a fucking belt here. You know, like, it, I knew it wasn't going to be good. I personally,
2: like, you're, you were right. But I was like, look. I looked at, I heard on the radio like what happened. I didn't actually see it in person, but I saw it later and I was just like, oh, it doesn't, I was like, it doesn't sound too bad. But like, I was thinking maybe two to three because of what happened, like what I was hearing. And then, I saw the punch yeah. and i was like oh the punch yeah. did it because he literally like stepped into it like yeah. it wasn't like he just came over. dude yeah. like a yeah. goalie
0: is like not supposed to be like a, a physical part of the game like you know, like they're not supposed to be touched so like the fact you're going after a goalie bro like Plus, come what, on dude like, seven
2: or uh, seven suspensions like yeah like you're I, not gonna get any i, I know uh, like slack on that I, I know
0: it wasn't that bad but it's like Dude, he's done worse shit in the past, but like, just his his repeated actions. Like, I, I knew he was gonna get something serious. So the league was gonna, you know, you and, know.
2: We, and we can't afford it, dude. Like, no, exactly. Berge, dude. Berge like, literally hit his head off the boards, and then the uh, what are they? They eye in the sky with the uh, concussions. Yeah, to, was like get him up, like uh, take
0: him to the locker room, and then he's doing that, like. Are you kidding me? It's just not the right time. The bees aren't playing well right now, and now for Townsberry and Marshy, like we're gonna be in trouble. We got the Canes up next. No, no, like, but the luck. all
1: right. So the thing is about the, all the negative negativity here. I I understand like there's a lot going on right now, but the thing is, the most fair coach and the most well like rounded coach in the league we have Bruce Cassidy. I have I I honestly
0: yeah. Cassidy.
1: <laughs> I honestly have a lot of um a lot of confidence as him as a coach because. Um, I was reading up on, on some brewing stuff today, and he like literally said, like, yeah, Marshan, like blah, blah, blah. Like literally what we said, he said as well. So like he kinda he's fair, he's critical, whatever. Like, he's not like being like, Oh yeah, blah I blah blah. I love all this how shit. he
2: calls guys out. No,
1: exactly. And then he called out Swayman pretty much, he's like, Hey, you gotta make those saves, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. So, like, yeah, we got Marshan like on his dumb suspension. You got Bergy, like hopefully he comes back soon. He's had a lot of concussions, too. Hopefully, that doesn't fuck up. It's a heart and soul, team, um, right there, though. Bear yeah, and then, like, whatever. Like, our D coach needs to figure the fuck out. Yeah. But it's like, so, I, nice I have starter. a lot of confidence in this hockey team because we have one of the best. He just won a Jack Adams, like, two years ago. This guy, if no one knows what Jack Adams is, that's the best coach in the league. And I have a lot of confidence in this Bruins team just solely off of Bruce Cassidy's coaching.
0: All right, so... To kind of lighten the mood here, you guys want to hear a funny uh, Bruce Cassidy story?
1: Absolutely, uh, hell so, yeah!
0: So um, a couple of years ago, I used to coach a 13 um, year old like AAU uh, baseball team called the Noristas. out of like Lowell, and uh, Bruce Cassidy's son was actually a part of the program. He was on one of, like the younger teams, like the 10 year old, 11 year old team, and um, like they put all the parents in a group chat um, just to like you'll know, give them updates on like practice and where the games are and everything. Uh, my buddy who coached the younger team. Bruce Cassidy's wife goes, yeah, um, would you mind not putting Bruce's number in the group chat? Because last year, um, there were a couple parents, like, texting him, like, hounding him about, like, Getting guys like certain playing time and putting them on like certain lines. Like, she's so like, Oh, dude, why is Charlie Coyle on the third line? That's my cousin's sister's nephew's son. Like, get him out there. Like, and and she was like, Please just keep him out of it. Like, he doesn't need to be hearing that shit. And I just thought it was hilarious, dude. You got like these random AAU baseball parents like hitting up Bruce Cassie, thinking that they wait, know more than him. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. This, to this, change is, his number. this is
2: baseball? Yeah, this is his son. Oh his my son played, God. Uh, his son
0: was like, like a younger you kid in the baseball me? program. And, uh, yeah, the wife is just like, please just keep his number out of the group chat.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah one guy's like, yeah, get you the C, dude. It's been too long. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to relax. Imagine, <laughs> like, imagine you know?
0: dude, you're Bruce Cassidy and you're just getting like these random texts from parents. It's just, they're like, like, he bitching, he, he bitching probably got a lot him. of like
1: fucked up voicemails to the like, You yeah. fucking kidding me? They're, so, probably,
0: he's, they're probably like, split up the first line. Yeah, so, some, <laughs> some like shit face dad and I like, fuck it. I'm calling Bruce Cassidy. Like this team needs an adjustment. Yeah. Like, and like yeah. and,
1: like, and, and, like how much you want to bet like someone's like, oh yeah, like blah, 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 I got Bruce Cassidy's number. Like, oh, so he's yeah, I'm boys with him. No, you're not. Like, like yeah. it's like, no, nah, like your his kid just plays like AAU with him, dude. Yeah, like, you know a, what I mean?
0: No, a funny thing is though, dude, he would come to a lot of practices. No one would know who he is. Like, people weren't like running up to him, like, oh shit, Bruce Cassidy. Like, dude, no one even recognized him. Like, he looks like a regular he, dude. Yeah, dude, that's, that's what I was saying. gonna he say. Blends right yeah. in. Like, dude, half the parents had no idea, unless you were like a diehard like hockey fan, you're like, oh shit, dude, is that Bruce Cassidy? Like, no one really like even knew who he was. And it was kind of funny though that those parents ended up like texting him and shit, like just giving him a hard time. I would have been like, Come on. Dude.
2: That's like, so ridiculous. I was like,
0: I got enough problems right he now. He definitely had to be w- he
2: definitely had to be wearing like a hat or something when he goes because uh, like a tilted brim so no one sees his He, he, he
1: wears a fake mustache. like <laughs> 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 you know that shit from iParty, you have like the fucking glasses <laughs> yeah. with the mustache and the nose, yeah. he's like walks in. Just fake sorry. sideburns. Yeah.
0: Just picture perfect on how uh, ruthless um, AAU baseball parents are. Dude, those games are ridiculous.
1: And how crazy Bostonians are about their hockey. That's what I was
0: gonna say. Or just
1: sports in general.
0: Yeah, literally. So, uh, anything else we want to add about the Bruins before we move on here?
1: Um, I mean, we covered it all. Just that, literally, like we're definitely not. We're definitely on the downslope right now, and we just gotta. Like I said, Bruce Cassidy. I I have a lot of trust in him as a coach.
0: Believe in Bruce.
1: So, like, I believe in Bruce Cassidy. I think he's going to, like, f- like write the ship. Um, and I, I think we're going to hold the wild card, too, because the Red Wings are, like, fluctuating, up, like, up and down. So we'll we'll just see. And we're kind of doing the same. Uh, yeah. It's going to be kind of a close little tilt going into the um, wild card, I too. I saw stuff.
2: somebody that is on the rumor mill that the B should definitely pick up, and we'll talk
0: yeah, about it, that. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of guys yeah. we should go out and get right now. Yeah. But um, yeah, I know the bees haven't been playing the best hockey lately, but I guess keep keep your hopes high, you know. Just get to the playoffs, and and anything can happen once you're in the playoffs, dude. It really all it matters is you start clicking at the right time, you know. What I mean, you get hot going into the playoffs; anyone can make a run. We've seen it before: St. Louis Blues, other teams like that who kind of just come out of the woodworks. You know, don't count out the bees just yet; they they still I, got some time.
2: I mean, like the Lightning are like the only solidified team in the East. I would say. So I'd say it's pretty wide open still. So the Penguins are looking great to me, too, though. So I wouldn't worry too much.
0: All right, so moving on. As you probably saw from our social media accounts, the boys were in the building on Monday night giving you live coverage from the 69th annual Beanpot matchups. Although these teams were missing some of their star players, both games brought plenty of action. Game one featured BU versus Harvard, and this game was a tilt. BU edged out Harvard by a, by a final score of 4-3. to three. What were your boys' takeaways on this game?
2: Ah, uh, hell of a game. The first game was unbelievable. Like, just back and forth, first, second period. And then the third period, they locked it down, you know. And then BU, like, uh, BU was up 4-2. to two. I mean, there right. was a late goal. Was but up like up 4-1. Oh, the, was it 4-1? Yeah, yeah, and 4-1. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. So there was two goals in the third, right?
0: Yeah, BU was up. Yeah, okay. Was up there was a comeback
2: then. Oh, okay. All it was right.
0: actually, it was 4-1 BU in the in the second. And it looked like BU was about to run away with it. Then all of a sudden, Harvard scores two goals in a span of 20 seconds. Get them back in at 4-3. BU ended up holding off the Harvard attack in the third to take home the win and advance to the finals on Monday. But yeah, I, I thought this game was electric. What did you, you think, Bob?
1: Yeah. Um, you know what the most electric part of the whole entire game was? The Harvard fan section, oh my they're, they're, they're god, they're all like probably like fucking gearing up for like a big exam coming, dude. All right, so if, obviously, like if you guys didn't see like what we put on um on our socials, or like someone that wasn't really watching the Beanpot, um, the Harvard, uh, the Harvard fan section definitely wasn't the buzzing. Harvard faithful, <laughs> yeah, the Harvard faithful. They they all the only p- people in their um fan section was the on the band. They were kind of killing it though. They 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 definitely had some good tunes going on up there, but. Yeah um yeah it was it was pretty brutal like they're showing for <laughs> what sure what were they doing bob they were studying
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it was like a five o'clock game kind of an early start but uh compared to the bu fan section dude that harvard fan section was empty those, those boys you know they're wicked smart they must have been hitting the books in the library but um i think the big takeaway here is that bu remains one of the hottest teams in college hockey right now they're nine and one in the last 10 games played BU is missing starting goalie Drew Comeso as he is with Team USA in the Olympics, but backup Vinny Duplessis held his own in net and uh, eventually BU was able to take home the win four to three. That's a sick name. Yeah, it is a sick name, right, Vinny Duplessis? And like the boys were pumped up after that win, dude. They all stormed him. Like I think it was probably one of his first starts of the year because Drew Komeso has been holding it down for them. But they they were pumped to see him get the win. And um, you know I think it's going to be a good finals matchup on Monday.
2: Yeah, uh a couple guys stuck out to me for that game. Uh that kid forty seven, Dornback. Oh, He yeah. was he was dirty. I liked him a lot seeing him out there skating, handling the puck, unbelievably. Uh same with the kid Cockwell. Yeah, yeah, the um, BU captain. Yeah, Dude, yeah, he Oh he he yeah. went off. He went off. Uh also those kids uh Coronado and Scooge, both tally yes. two Scooge. Sick they game, were they man. were the they were the ones the leading point getters in that game too. They were just dishing. Well, Coronado had a uh, had a nice goal. Uh, I think he buried one back door, but he also assisted
1: uh, the door back goal. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like that whole entire game. Um, <laughs> it's funny because like um, you, you think like a bunch of like mid twenties um, or late late twenties um, podcasts here. Like a lot of people that, because me, Vinny and Coco definitely should be like well versed in like the technology game but at the end of the BU and Harvard game dude oh my god I feel like such an idiot so like we try to go live and like this was oh my god I feel like such an idiot dude oh my god dude so we're we're, we're up in the stands we're in the BU fan section it's 4-3 BU it is electric in this fan section um so I have my phone dude I've never been Instagram live in my entire life same with Vinny and Coco, we never we never really were like that kind of people. But us, trying to we're trying to like put content out for you guys. I
0: mean, dude, you've never gone live on a Saturday night. Well, I've gone
1: live, <laughs> I've gone live, but not yeah, live dude. on Instagram. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so we're uh, we're up in the BU fan section, whatever. And like, if you guys obviously like, there's probably people that have gone live that listen to this, and they, um, so you press the live button, and it just like shows your fucking camera, and it like says like whatever and like i thought we were alive like whatever so like dude <laughs> we were recording we thought we were recording for like the last five minutes of the game <laughs> and it was electric dude oh, was there was awesome. ups and downs like saves like galore there was the fans were going crazy dude like had some funny shit that like we said like vinnie said some funny shit and then like Whatever, and I, in my head, I was like, dude, that went fucking well. Oh, yeah. Dude, and then I went to go press another button. It says, oh, now you're live. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, we just fucking dude, missed that. I'm like, glad
2: you it didn't record all the way because I, I said Northeastern's going
1: to get a greasy one. and Yeah, you yeah, <laughs> just completely I wasn't, fucked up. No, 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 Harvard. Harvard. You yeah. said Harvard, not Northeastern. Oh, I'm sorry. No, um, I'm sorry, no, Harvard, We did yeah.
0: end up going live for the end of game two. Yeah, but, yeah. but game one, dude, we thought we were live for like 20, 30 minutes, and it was actually like a sick live video. And we just completely butched it.
1: I <laughs> felt like such an idiot, dude. I just oh want to touch God. on
0: one uh, feel-good moment from this game, though. Uh, Matt Brown scored a power play goal for BU in the second period. Gave a 6-0 point to the sky. It was actually for his mother, who just passed away last week. So that was a great wow. feel-good wow.
2: moment. Oh, wow. See good I didn't him. know about seeing that. Seeing Matt
0: Brown bury one like that and then give a nice tribute to his mom. Hey, that's there.
2: the highlight of the game. Yeah, good, yeah, for, so good for him, so my, uh, Our condolences. That's what it's all about. Was know. it a
0: peeper? It was on
2: the peeper, Yeah, right? dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, old teams like couldn't kill we're, a power. We're play. money on the power. I mean, could, play, yeah. yeah, couldn't yeah, P- kill a play. Po- PK uh, was a strong, yeah, player. yeah. The power play was BU buzzing. was two or three, and then uh, the Crimson were one or two. Like, yeah, goalies yeah, that's official. Goalies are having a tough time with a D. Like, it's a real run. skill,
1: two skill teams, yeah,
2: right. I, yeah. No, I love that game, it was awesome,
0: yeah. You know, that's what it's all about, though. Matt Brown scoring that goal for his mom. You know, some things are just bigger than sports,
1: absolutely, absolutely yeah.
0: So, moving on to game two. Game two, that was even, you know, the game probably wasn't as good, but the atmosphere here was absolutely electric. I'm sure you guys saw it on our social media as BC and Northeastern were in absolute battle from the minute the puck dropped. It was a packed barn by the time the puck dropped, and the atmosphere for this game was absolutely electric. What was our thoughts on this game, boys?
1: The one thing I really took from that game, so, the, all, right, all right, I'll say two because there's two players that really stood out to me the, the freshman goaltender. From Marlton, New Jersey, TJ Semptefhepter. Like, it's like oh, a yeah. wild I last name. I don't think anyone's getting Yeah,
0: I, 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 I was wondering how to say this, too. I'm going to get my best shot. I think it's Felter.
1: Yeah, dude, that kid played so nasty. He stood on his head. Like, his first, like, it was like the first period. BC was all over him, dude. Like, just like backdoor tappings, just like whatever. Like, and this kid was just going post to post. He was just like, nope, nope, huh, sorry. Oh, sorry, not close enough. You know, you, you know that old guy fucking with the dollar and that fucking like that commercial. <laughs> yeah, he was, quick. De- he was like, be you <laughs> <of>, gonna <"It'd> be quicker <laughs> than that, yeah, yeah. that, And then this kid, um, the, the puck moving, the fenceman, Jordan Harris. This kid is mm. fucking nails back yeah, there. Yeah, he's he's cool. from Haverhill, Massachusetts. He went to Kimball um, Union Prep.
0: Is he drafted?
1: Uh, yeah, he got drafted by the Canadians. Nice. Um, dude, he's fucking. That kid was like, like, just I like. Saw him and I saw he was wearing the C and I was like, all right, this kid's probably like real deal. And uh, he's a senior, obviously. And um, and I saw him just playing like, no one was getting by him in the corners. He's won battles like he just like was on, like great edges, like making great passes, like great decisions and stuff like that. At the end of the game, like um, that pretty much iced city, he, like he um, he, he ended up coming in dangling or whatever. Like the goalie made a good save and someone like ended up um knocking it in the kid. The kid's a the kid's a great player. So we'll hopefully, hopefully we we'll end up seeing him in the NHL someday.
0: Yeah, I think um, that freshman goalie for Northeastern, TJ Sempton-Felter, really stole the show. He was filling in for the Northeastern star goalie, Devin Levi. For those who don't know, he's in the Olympics with Team Canada. Um, although BC is going through a big-time slump right now, they're 0-9-1 in their last 10. They honestly outplayed the Huskies for the majority of the night.
1: I thought BC was going to win. Yeah, me too. Like the, they, they were like, all over them. Like the way they were playing, man, like – um, well, I'll go back to the kid Devin Levi, because he was the he was the star and goalie for the World Junior Championship team that ended up losing the United States that year. Was oh, not, they were like, stacked. Yeah, dude, they he like, was twenty,
2: 20 first. Dude, he hits. played
1: nasty too, man. Like it was a two nothing game when they played the um, gold medal, and it was like kind of like oh, those goals weren't really weren't really his fault. They Spencer just, Knight net. Yeah, yeah, Spencer Knight, was just on his head. But like Devin Levi, he's in the Olympics right now. Like he's he's playing for the he's definitely doing bigger better bigger better things right now. Like good for him. Um, yeah, but BC,
2: he probably played in it last. Uh, no, not last year, but maybe the, year yeah, the no, he's, he's definitely, up. he's yeah. definitely had his
1: head his um, yeah, had his starts. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's probably won it already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He probably won it already, but cause Northeastern won like three in a row coming into this, but
2: absolute wagon. Yeah.
1: They're, they're, they're nasty. Um, so BC, like Coco said, like they're on a skid. They came in. They they came in with a sense of urgency under Jerry York. Obviously, Jerry York's a great coach. He's been in the Beanpot many times. He's gonna get the boys going, like get, get them dialed in for that for that tournament. That's
2: what I was thinking was gonna happen. I if I was a ga- ga- I mean I'm a gambler, but if I could gamble on the on that game. I would have took take BC so, on that skit. Are you kidding me? I, I
0: guess a main reason for BC struggles right now is that they're missing their top two leading scorers who are playing the Olympics. I'm not. I forget that's their true. names off the top of my head, but I mean that that's a big loss. Definitely like, a huge losing loss losing your top two forwards yeah. like that. Um, but but uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, I, you're good. I I, I think BC's going to bounce back. I mean, like you said, they got prolific. Um, you know, coach and Jerry York. You know, they'll be just fine.
2: Uh, this one name that just absolutely blew me away. He scored for Northeastern. Oh, I know his name's Gunnar Wolf. It's not. It's not a first and a last name. It's just his first name is Gunnar Wolf. So
0: it's like Gunnar Wolf Fontaine.
2: G U N N A R W O L F E, and That's, then Fontaines his last name. Fire. Yo,
1: those his parents probably had so much confidence that he's gonna be a fucking animal.
0: Where's he? Do you know his origin? Like, where's he from?
2: Uh, I didn't. No, no, like, no, 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 no. I, I didn't go
0: that
1: deep. But no, like, no. Actually, okay, I will.
0: Write, I will right I'm now. Just I will.
2: Like, no, no, no. Honestly, get that name?
1: <laughs> no, no. Actually, plot twist. He actually was. He actually was breeded from a, a pack yeah, of wolves. Yeah. right. <laughs> but there's no way he actually has parents. He did. He just like just yeah. came out of the out of the woods one day and was like, "Yo, are you trying to play hockey?" They like, put a stick in his hand. He's like, "Yeah, I'll play."
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Gunnar Wolf Fontaine has to be an
2: all-time. It, he's got. Name. Oh, he. Wait, what he's from Rhode Island? No. No, how? no, no. Wow. It says Greenwich Greenwich, Rhode Island. I fi- be yeah, me. he's from the US. Dude, I figured he was from Cuscow. Like, kid- yeah, exactly. Or are you, you know kidding? What I mean? me? Like what? what are these people living in the woods? <laughs> like <laughs> are you kidding? Yeah, what are they living? No, like literally like they probably camped out like they're like this took is a our bunch house. of LSD <laughs> <laughs> took this a is bunch a bunch of LSD this is our house and it's like a a, a tent that fits like two people but this three and they're just like yeah we're going to cook outside and hunt for our
0: hunt for our food
2: you know uh. and drink water out of the lake or something
1: so, crazy
0: yeah the bean pot on monday night was a hell of a time uh BU and Northeastern are going to face off in the bean pot finals next monday night as Northeastern looks to continue their reign and make it four straight Beanpot titles, buckle up because that go, that game is going to be a doozy. Any That's going to be
2: an absolute tilt. It
0: is, and the boys will most likely be in the building. We'll see, but I, I think we, we have to after uh, our experience Monday night. I feel like we have to go back for yeah, the championship that, that
1: was an absolute time. I had a great great time with you guys. That was, those are two great games. Um, I think my prediction is, It's kind of ballsy, but I think they might. I think Northeasterns might win. Might win their fourth in a row. For
0: four in a row. Because,
1: like, dude, like, like I said, like their backup goalie is dirty. Like that shows how fucking deep they are.
2: He was. He was
1: on. I mean, BU, BU looked great in
2: that first game
1: too. Yeah, BU looked good too. But I think. I don't know, like, the way I saw Northeastern play, they played, like, because BC came out buzzing, and they were, like, going out, like, being gritty, because, like, whatever. Oh.
2: I think they had to play that way, though. No, no, that's what I'm mi- saying. They're
1: missing those guys. But I don't, is BU even
2: missing any guys on, on the forward? Or they might be. Well, I think uh, they I think all they're I read, missing is Camesso. I think I, oh, is that it? I think that's the only uh, person he's I miss, thought I might missing. have read something saying that, uh.
1: Maybe someone's maybe, out with an injury or something, something. Yeah. different. But I,
0: I knew like all these teams are kind of missing some star players. Yeah. But the fact that this Beanpot final matchup should be Drew Camasso versus Devin Levi, who's going to be starting for you know Camasso starting for Team USA, and I, is Levi starting for Canada?
1: Um he definitely no, he's is. Definitely he's in definitely in one-two punch. Yeah, Dude,
0: that would be an absolutely electric Beanpot. Devin, final, Devin like, Levi's nasty. But either way, I still think it's going to be an unreal game. Um, And, you know, I can't wait to see it either live or um, on TV, but we'll definitely be giving you an update on how that turns out. So I think now would be a good time to turn it over to today's guest, Mikey Adamson. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the first ever guest of the High Slot Podcast. He's a current member of the Sioux City Musketeers of the USHL and UMass Amherst Commit, but most importantly, Quincy's own Mikey Adamson. What's going on, Mikey.
3: Nothing much, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, we appreciate
0: you taking time out of your busy schedule to hop on the pod today. Uh, We got a few questions to ask you, so why don't we just dive right into it? So I think the bio I wrote for you actually needs to be updated because according to your Instagram post I saw yesterday, you are no longer a member of the Sioux City Musketeers. Talk to us about that. What's going on there?
3: Yeah, so uh, about three weeks ago, kind of took a hit and injured my shoulder and ended up tearing my labrum, got MRI results, and... uh, you know, had to make the hard decision and uh, call it, went into the doc, and they said I got to get surgery, so I'm going to get that on the 17th, and just so I can be ready for college next year.
0: Yeah, you know, as uh, former athletes, we all know the wear and tear your body goes through, especially in the game of hockey, but uh, it sounds like a minor setback for a major comeback for you. Um, yeah, so, you know, we, we hope you the best, get well soon, and we hope to see you out back on the ice soon.
1: Yeah, so I have a question here. So let's backtrack a little bit to your earlier playing days. So as growing up as a kid, I'm sure you played other sports, but what was it when, when you decided you really want to focus on hockey? And when, when you were focused on hockey, when did you know it can be a potential career for yourself?
3: Yeah. So, uh, geez, I, I think I started skating around six, seven, maybe around that time. Um, and then kind of just playing, you know, my parents are from Ireland, so I played played soccer growing up. Uh, it's kind of a big Irish thing. And then Kind of got introduced to hockey around the same age, around seven years old, and then uh, kind of started going down the street hockey courts down at Squantum, played with uh, Andrew Kylie, and those guys brought me down when I was probably fourth, fifth grade, uh, got to play with the big boys then. Uh, kind of fell in love with the sport, and then uh, once I hit middle school, I started playing for the Squantum Storm, played football for a few years, got a bit of an edge to me, and then uh, kind of fell in love with hockey around eighth grade, I would say. Uh, Probably around U14 year, uh, tried out for like Quincy. It was kind of like the first split season year. Hoping to make the A team. He was actually coached by Doug Nolan. And uh, Dougie. He ended up cutting me. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, he ended up cutting me. And, uh, goes remember- to show
0: how much Doug knows about uh, scouting talent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
3: Yeah, so, uh, I remember just being pissed off and kind of <laughs> fell in love with the game of hockey right around then and just wanted to get better every day. So, uh yeah that was kind of it and then i went into my bci days after that
1: yeah so you talked about um how your edge how you had edge right i saw i saw a bomb a, a video of pumping pumping some guys um eyes shut in the <laughs> ushl I, I, I was i was kind of scrolling through instagram i saw that it, it kind of intrigued me i was like damn this kid definitely has some Quincy inside of him
3: <laughs> yeah that was uh i think that was my first tilt that was uh last year in sioux city uh i got my first fight uh Kind of blacked out during it. I don't know. Uh, I won the fight. It was like six seconds long, but, you know, I walked away and knew I won the thing, so that was good.
1: Yeah, that's some good shit right there. Yeah. Yeah. Shout, shout
0: out AK for getting you on the uh, street hockey court as a young kid <laughs> and not uh, teaching you all about that grit. <laughs> hey, Mikey. Thanks for coming, buddy. Appreciate it.
2: Uh, so, in high school, you were a former BCE High Eagle. Uh, you were you played in the prolific Catholic Conference and competed for a D1 state champ. Talk to us about your uh, time at BC High and playing for coach John Flaherty and such a respected hockey program.
3: Yeah, so uh, I was at BCI seventh and eighth grade actually. Uh, Kind of wanted to, didn't really know where I was going, really fit in to try and make varsity as a freshman. So kind of went in, just uh, kind of attacked it, like had a good mentality going in and uh, Ended up making it as a freshman. We had a pretty good playoff run, a bunch of good guys on that team. Uh, ended up getting knocked out by Central Catholic, I believe, in the semis. And then uh, went into my sophomore year, kind of got a little bit better and you know, just kind of played a bigger role going into my sophomore year. Uh, I think Coach Flaherty and uh, Bobby Roach ha- had some trust in me that year. And uh, uh, we went into it that year. We had a really good team, really good uh, program that year also. And uh ended up winning the the super eight at the garden which was an absolute barn burner it was a sick game uh we ended up beating pope francis in ot and uh yeah it was just very good moment it was we had a huge crowd there it was sick to play in the garden and uh it's definitely a good moment not a big deal (laughs) not a big
0: deal (laughs) yeah i I think we all played for Rochi at one point in our careers and we know what kind of coach he is he he can be hard on you but he definitely brings out the best in your uh, best in your game so, talk to us a little bit about that state championship run. Like going into the season, was your guys' mindset on winning a state championship, or at, you know, what point did you guys realize you really had something special there and could make a run, run to the garden, and end up winning it all?
3: Yeah. So, uh, start of the year it was actually uh, it was pretty tough. I think we were zero five. Wow. Going into our yeah my sophomore year, and uh, I don't know, we kind of just put the the tools together, and uh, we kind of just got going around that december mark right after christmas i think we had like 15 16 wins straight in a row lost a few after that and then ended up making it into the super eight tournament where we played uh, who's i think we had a first round bye where we played saint john's prep beat them and we played hangham actually um beat hangham up at umass lowell and then kind of from there we kind of knew like wow like we beat pope francis twice during that year so we thought it was going to be a pretty easy game, actually, going into the Garden. Uh, we knew we had the team for it and everything. We had the guys. We had everything. We had Bobby Roach, of course. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it was just a tough game, actually. I remember playing, and it was just such a fast-paced game, and the atmosphere was crazy. You kind of just have to keep your head inside the glass, especially playing at the Garden for the first time. And then, uh, yeah, we ended up winning it in OT, and it was just, like, crazy. It was kind of starstruck in the moment.
0: Yeah, I've experienced some of those BC High-CM rivalry games, and uh the fans really get into it there those, those are some fun games to watch so i can only imagine what it was like being on the playing end of that you know um experiencing that atmosphere and being on the ice building off that energy that must have really been something
2: oh absolutely must have they always have that extra juice you know what i mean when you're
3: playing
1: championship games you know yeah, especially in the garden dude fuck
3: yeah it's nuts <laughs> it's definitely nuts
1: so you stayed at bc high for your first two years of high school Then you transfer over to Dexter Southfield, which plays in the Elite New England Prep School Hockey League. Tell us a little bit about how how you decided to go over to Dexter.
3: Yeah, so uh, I think it was just a time around, like, kind of where all the guys were starting to move over to prep school and doing gap years and all this. So I decided to try and get ahead of the game and just move over to prep school and give myself two years there over at Dexter. And uh, I was choosing between a few schools, Lawrence Academy, Thayer, uh, a bunch of those schools. And then uh, my sister actually went – to Dexter so my parents just thought it was easy for me to go there too and she loved the school so I ended up uh moving over there just better hockey program and nothing against BCI it was great I did my time there and everything but uh went over to Dexter uh did my junior and senior year there uh so it was, it's different it's not the super eight it's called the elite eight but uh made it to the semis my first year and my as it was my junior year and then uh we actually made it to the finals my senior year. We lost both times, but, you know, it was definitely a good, uh, definitely a good experience and a lot of good hockey players to come out of the prep school.
1: Yeah, that's great. You, you um, you did Super 8, you did the Elite 8, you, you did two, both tiers and mature as a hockey player. That's that's great.
0: How did the um, level of competition differ from, you know, Mass High School hockey playing with BC High then to playing, you know, the um, juniors or prep school over at Dexter? Was it, you know, was it a big jump? Did it take a little bit of an adjustment or did you kind of fit right in right off the bat?
3: yeah so I think uh I was thinking about going to a prep school actually my freshman year, but I remember just going to a few of the games and just like knowing myself that I wasn't really able to play, so I decided just to go over to b c i just so I can get my you know foot in the door over there and trying to just like play some good hockey and then you know get some games under my belt and just better my game over there but uh yeah, it was definitely a big jump uh going over to Dexter, so it was just like in high school, you didn't really see guys committed to top division one programs and then heading over to Dexter like you were playing against guys that were drafted and uh committed to these big hockey schools so you know right then and there my junior year I know this was a spot for me to be and uh ultimately just try and get committed out of uh Dexter or my half season team so I knew I was in the right spot
0: awesome yeah so if you haven't uh Already found out. We're kind of taking you down a trip down memory lane here. So once you finish your senior year at Dexter, now you end up playing in the USHL for Sioux City. What is the USHL for those who are listening that haven't heard of this league before?
3: Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a tier one junior program, United States Hockey League. It's uh, I'd say probably one of the best junior leagues around. Um, you know, it's based out in the Midwest and few, like few teams Chicago and here and um, yeah. yeah. So it's basically you get drafted into uh, this junior league, the USHL and whatever, you have like multiple years to get drafted throughout your high school career, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And uh, I actually never got drafted. I got passed up the first three years and then ended up having a really good senior year. So I got drafted and like, it's called like a phase two, which is for like the older guys, basically. So I actually got picked like first round, I think it was like 12, 10 or 12th overall. I don't know what it was, but I was pumped for that. So I actually went out to try out um and actually ended up making the team so it's
0: awesome sounds like it's another stepping stone in your hockey career trying to get you to the next level uh how
2: did you end up so far away from home playing in the middle of Iowa and what was that experience
3: like yeah uh it's definitely weird getting the call that day uh during the draft that I was going out to Iowa so uh yeah I was I don't know I was thinking about playing around here a few NCDC teams and everything but uh you know, recently just committing to UMass my senior year. They said it was the best option to go to the USHL and uh, I listened to them, great coaching staff over there and they know what they're doing and talking about. So I started just listening to them and made a talk to my family and it was the best place for me to go. And it's definitely a big adjustment, you know, coming from Quincy and Boston and all that city uh and then you're just going out to the cornfields kind of and it was uh it's definitely a big adjustment but middle of nowhere exactly you're, yeah, you're out yeah. there
1: moving a bunch of hay <laughs> you're hurting the cows and you're like oh I got a game
3: at six yeah you see mm-hmm. farmers and everything out there but no it was good I mean it, it was it was different uh atmosphere but it was good for me
0: yeah any uh any good stories you want to share with us from your time at Sioux City? And uh, what, what do you have to say to the fans in Sioux City uh, now that your career there is officially over?
3: Yeah, I mean, the fans are great there. I mean, like, they love the hockey out there. I mean, you're kind of treated like a pro team out there. And, you know, we got really nice facilities, nice big rink, Tyson Events Center. Uh, it was great. I mean, my first my first year there, I remember, it's just kind of a funny story, is I think it was my, fr- it was like my third or fourth game in, and uh you know like coming out of prep school like you're on top of the world or whatever like you're dominating prep school and everything and uh I remember it's like my third or fourth game in and I was we were down in Omaha Nebraska and my dad and Doug Nolan came out to watch me and uh I just remember hopping out on the ice and uh we had like three or four D out with COVID so it's our COVID game I think we had 4D playing so I was pumped I was like I'm gonna play like 25 minutes like this is awesome like Get to show the coaches what I can do. So I remember going out there my first shift. Uh, It was just like puck D to D. And I just get blown up on the glass, like completely blown up. I'm just so out of it. I'm like, wow, these kids are huge. Like guys are fighting my, my third game in. Like this is like so foreign to me. So next thing you know, it's just like going through the game, dash one, Next thing you know, I'm dashed two. I'm just getting ripped apart on the ice. I'm like, wow, this is like playing in the NHL or something. I thought the game was so fast. And then I remember we recently traded one of my buddies over to Omaha. And I think we were. It was the game was like 3-3 or something. And I'm out there on the power play. I'm like thinking I'm doing my thing, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, I'm like, get the puck up top. I'm walking across the blue line, toe pick, turn the <laughs> well, puck over. I've been there before. <laughs> This kid that got traded off our team picks up the puck, goes down, scores with like two seconds left, oh, game. Man. And I remember, I think I was scratched for like the next six <laughs> games after that. Didn't even play.
0: Sniper in the stands. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did, did your
0: coach even say anything to you or you just didn't find yourself in the <laughs> starting lineup the next yeah, night? <laughs> I think he just
3: gave me the dirtiest grade yeah. after coming back to the bench. And I just knew from there. I was like, wow, this is juniors, you know, next guy up.
0: Yeah, sounds like it was definitely a step up from, you know, Mass High School Hockey and uh, prep school there. But uh, I I bet it definitely benefited your game and helped to become the player you are today.
1: Yeah, of course. Back in November of 2021, you made your commitment to the University of Massachusetts Amherst, Zoo Mass. What other schools were you considering at this time, and what made UMass Amherst stand out enough for you to commit there?
3: Yeah, so... uh I don't know. I kind of had a quick college process. Uh, I didn't really start recruiting, really like going to schools on tours and stuff and probably late junior year into my senior year. So I, uh, I was getting talked to by like Sacred Heart, Bentley, uh, UNH, Holy Cross, kind of like those type of schools. And then never really talked to a Boston school. And, uh, I don't know. I just never really saw myself at a Boston school or anything. I know I have like 15 minutes from the city, but, uh, I remember playing in a half season game earlier in my senior year and, uh, Jared DeMichael actually called me assistant over there. Uh, Greg Carvel came and watched one of my half season games, brought me up on tour like that week on a Friday, uh, went and saw their home opener, loved it up there. Like great culture, Loved the coaching staff. Carvel does such a good job. And, um, just fell in love with it right when I got up there, and uh, just decided to commit there right on the spot. So I didn't really waste any time. I was that had a good time up there? That's yeah, for sure. yeah, of course. So, to, to
0: say the least. So, <laughs> so they didn't reel in a couple blondes in a twelve pack for you.
1: <laughs> no, no Blue Mountain State um, tactics. No, no jaw. Jo- no, what's like um, Coach Daniels? Yeah, yeah. Coach yeah. Marty yeah. Daniels. Yeah, 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 Marty yeah, Daniels. yeah. No, no Coach Daniel tactics.
0: <laughs> so was this before or after UMass was kind of put on the map and won that uh, national championship?
3: Yeah, so this was before, this is when, uh, this is two years, so yeah, this was like, Kale McCarr was there the year before, that's when they kind of took off and, you know, Carvel kind of got the team going and everything and uh, he's done a really good job uh, just like making it into the team he has, you know, like he has such a great culture over there and he has all the guys on the same page, so I kind of fell in love with how the way he coached and how the way he handled things, so uh, it was after that, it was kind of when, Zach Jones it was his freshman year actually when he came in and uh yeah I think they were playing RPI and just like the fan base and everything like I loved it just like coaches are so good to me just straightforward like no bullshit and I don't know I kind of just liked it about them and they you know they kind of went after those blue collar guys didn't really go after those guys that played for like NTDP or you know like were studs growing up or anything so I kind of fell in love with it and just uh just wanted to be a Minuteman you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for those who don't know, UMass you know, was never really the prolific hockey school until as of late. They were kind of put on the map with uh, Coach Carvel coming in and taking the uh, reins over there. So um, yeah, looks like you have a real uh, exciting future over at UMass, and uh, we, we wish you the best of luck there. Thanks. So we, we know you're a defenseman, and you're listed at 5'9", 170, which I think is, is fair to say is a bit undersized for the average defenseman. Does this affect your playing style at all, and is there a player that you kind of look up to and model your game after?
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've dealt with coaches my whole life. Uh, Doug being one of them, not making the <laughs> U14 team obviously, but no, I, I mean, yeah, it's just like, it's what I'm born with, you know? So I'd say I'm about five, eight now. I don't know, give or take. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely hard. I mean, like it's what just made the college process a lot harder. Um, you know, that's why I, I kind of never really talked to those bean pot schools or anything. Cause it was mostly just down to my height. And, uh, I don't know. I kind of just took it as motivation throughout like high school and everything and uh, put some weight on me. And then I just kind of played with an edge like all four years of high school. And that's what I think really got me noticed at UMass was kind of an undersized defenseman, offensive puck moving defenseman that played with an edge. So I think they loved that in my game. And uh, they were kind of just the first team that kind of gave me the opportunity and believed me. So I jumped right on it.
0: Yeah, you know, when you're undersized, you kinda of gotta prove yourself in other ways. You get you gotta, you know, prove that you're gritty. Like you said, when you know you look at the um the stats, you know, your size doesn't really stand out. So you gotta do other things to kind of make up for that. Uh boys, do we have any more questions for Mikey before he takes off?
1: Uh you got anything, Vinny? Uh I mean,
2: I wanna ask, I don't know if you've said it already, but what's your favorite memory from junior hockey i played junior hockey but i didn't go all the way out there yeah
3: but. junior hockey huh yeah it's a grind it's it's definitely a grind i mean 60 games and a lot of good games played uh whatever guys fighting everything uh it was definitely a good ride it's just fun like being around the boys and everything i mean that's probably the best part just being around and building those friendships with guys all around the world you know we have guys from sweden latvia canada and just like you're all on the one team and you kind of just bond together as brothers so i'd probably say that's one of the best things uh about junior hockey you know those long bus rides they can be brutal but when you got buddies and you know you're playing a bit of poker and stuff on the bus like yeah, it makes it fun, around you know? you know yeah
1: yeah hockey like from all the sports i played i feel like hockey is like the biggest bond of people you can actually like you know what i mean like you, you form a big bond with like hockey and hockey players hockey teammates so yeah yeah
3: you get such a tight knit group. I mean, like, we had a really group, good group of guys last year. We just had a bunch of nails on the team. Like, you know, like, you'd get hit and it wouldn't even be a bad hit. And next thing you know, you turn around, your buddy's just shedding the mitts with some 6'3 guy. And it's like, it's like the best thing ever. You yeah, I got to love like, that. You're all behind each other. So, like, uh, that's what I loved about junior hockey.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well said. Well, I think that's all the questions we have for you today. We really appreciate you taking the time to come on the pod today and talk about your playing career so far. We wish you the best of luck. We look forward to seeing you out on the ice on a UMass jersey next year. Uh you know, definitely we'll we'll try and catch a couple games when we can. And uh when you make a run at the Natty, you know, better have a couple tickets waiting for us. <laughs> yeah, for ho- sure. hopefully the high slot bump works for you. Oh yeah, I'll All grab right. you guys
3: some tickets for sure. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks, I mean, appreciate, appreciate it.
0: Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> All right, moving on. We're going to recap some uh, women's Olympic hockey here. So pool play is officially complete, and we are now onto to the knockout stages in the women's Olympic hockey tournament. Canada seems to be the heavy favorite after going 4-0 in the preliminary rounds and outscoring their opponents by a combined score of 34-5. to The United States states looks like they would be the best bet to disrupt Canada's chance at winning gold. They lost to Canada in the final, finals of the preliminary round in a tight contest by a score of 4-2. to The other countries who qualified for a chance at winning a medal are Finland, Japan, Czech Republic, and Sweden. The U.S. faces the Czech Republic tomorrow night at 11 p.m. What's our thoughts, boys? Does anyone have a chance to take down this Team Canada?
2: I don't know. Canada's got top five leading scorers in the Olympics right now. And they're outscoring teams like, what, like eight goals? At least something like that. Uh, 34 to 5 they've
0: outscored their... Yeah, like
2: a game. Yeah, like it's... It, they're demolishing people. 11 nothing against Finland, uh or 11 1. I mean,
0: the USA Cannon tilt, I'm not sure if you saw it, was actually a great game. US had 51 shots on that, and Canada's goalie kind of stood on her head there. Um, Sounds like it. I think at some point in this knockout stage, we're due for a US versus Canada matchup, whether it's in the semifinals or the finals for the gold. I, I hope it's in the gold medal matchup. That would be unbelievable to watch. um U.S. won the gold back in 2018, and Canada won in 2014, so this is going to be the rubber match between these two squads. Both teams have been very good and very evenly matched. But, you know, I got to ride with Team USA to beat Canada at some point in the medal round and take home the gold. These girls have been tough all tournament, and I don't expect them to go down without a fight. Uh,
2: Amanda Castle? Oh, yeah. she She's nasty. Sister of Phil Castle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean... They gotta be playing in the gold medal. I think there's there's not much uh, competition when it comes to women's hockey other than USA and Canada. I would say, you know, but we'll see. I mean, there could be a darker ho- horse out there. I haven't been watching much because obviously the time difference. But
0: yeah, it's tough. The games are either at like two a.m. or like eight a.m. when i usually work hours. It's tough. But um, yeah, it seems like USA and Canada are definitely a, a tier above the rest here. Like you said, you never know in these Olympics. There, there could be a dark horse that comes out of the, you know the shadows. But at some point, I feel like it's got to be USA, it's got to be Canada, and it's gonna be must-watch hockey. It's only right.
1: Yeah, so I think just like it's probably be Canada and US in the in the gold medal game, like it usually is. Like every every Olympics, like even every year they play each other, and it's an absolute tilt. They play each other in an All Star weekend too. I think it was like twenty eighteen or something like that, twenty nineteen and it was an Aussie, like another tilt like it was just a like close really close game um watch out for my for my girl Hillary Knight though mm. ever, ever ever since she came onto the scene or whatever um she just just been lighting it up like she's just been like one of the better players on that team so it, like I, I don't know what her stats are right now i'm Hillary assuming Hillary
0: Knight i got him right here Hillary Knight's got uh 3 goals, 2 assists, 5 points in 4 games plus 4 rating is she playing Decent. with Castle I'm not sure if they're on the same oh, line. Because no, no. they, split Cause they them got up. the
2: same plusy. Uh, plusy? Yeah, I <laughs> I haven't been watching until she was just looking at stats, but I, I've seen a few highlights yeah. here and there. Uh,
0: I've watched a few games, dude. These games have been fun to watch. USA's looked pretty dominant. I didn't catch that USA Canada game. I wish I did. I caught the highlights, but. It's gonna be must-watch TV, and uh, regardless, I'm gonna make sure that I, I tune in. I think everyone else should too. These girls have been putting on a show, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a dogfight, you know, for that gold medal that both these teams want it and they want it bad.
1: It's it's the two pinnacles of the hockey world for the women's um for the women's division, and they're gonna go out there. It's gonna be a heavyweight battle. They're gonna be exchanging blows. Last person standing.
2: It's just crazy looking at these all around stats. Who like who's like top ten it's like seven yeah, one Canada through one, seven one through seven is just Canada. It's just like no one's a minus. It's it goes from like it goes from eleven points down to six points. And then there's Amanda Kessel tied like for uh seventh. <laughs> you know, like it, it's crazy. It's gotta be Canada and US. I would be shocked if it was any less. I
0: agree.
1: the, the, um, the father for the castles dude must have a golden ball sack. I mean,
0: he's definitely not shooting blanks. We know Phil's only got the one nut, so hopefully he's <laughs> down.
1: I forgot about <laughs> that—the <laughs> one nut getting traded the on one, one. the, tra- the, in the trade Wanda, deadline.
0: The one nut, Wanda. I compl- <laughs> Phil, i completely—I
1: completely forgot that he has one nut. That's wicked funny. Holy <laughs> uh, shit! So yeah, yeah. You, no, he—he's in uh,
2: Arizona where it's nice weather, so uh, that one nut won't sh- shrivel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just one hanging low, one hung low. <laughs> but yeah, the Olympics, the women's Olympics has been electric to watch. I'm looking forward to seeing how this pans out. And we got the men's uh, Olympics starting. Uh, I think actually tonight, or the, was it this morning? Uh, Either way, I it's think. starting.
1: It's starting tonight. Tonight, uh, yeah. yeah US- USA's
0: got um, tomorrow morning. China, right. right? That that should be a shit pump. Yeah, right? they should so dummy them. We'll see. We'll Seven we'll, nothing. We'll keep you tuned in on the Olympic updates. Uh, you know, in the next coming weeks. You know, obviously, go USA, go take home the gold. I think the girls have the best shot at doing it. You know, you know, best of luck to them, you know, go out there and, you know, go win it all for us. It's going to be a battle, though. Absolutely. All right. A couple more segments here. We're going to head over to the gambling corner where we're going to highlight some primetime matchups for the remainder of this week. Starting on Thursday night, we got some big tilts, starting with the Carolina Hurricanes heading home to our Boston Bruins. Um, You know, the Bruins, the Bruins have been slumping lately and so have the Hurricanes. So... Both these teams are going to be eager to get back in the win column. Carolina sits at 31-10 and 3 on the year while the Bruins are 26-15 and 3. Bees have a decent home record 15-9 and 1 while Carolina is 15-6 and 2 on the road. Bees 5-4 and 1 in their last 10, Carolina 7-2 and 7-2 and 1 in their last 10. Carolina's lost two in a row since the All-Star break. Bees losing last night. Who we got boys? Carolina or Boston on Thursday night?
1: After what has transpired in the past twenty four hours with the Boston Bruins organization, it's definitely it's definitely t- I mean, I honestly want them to win. No
0: Marshawn. Mm. Yeah,
1: Possibly no Marshawn. No Bergey. no Bergey.
0: Goalie's a question. Yeah,
1: yeah, you got you got swimming that that's just kinda getting I mean, acclimated. It's gotta be
0: Allmark, I'd figure.
1: Yeah, they definitely go in Allmark. Like you got you got swimming trying to get acclimated. Obviously, allmark Mark's been been the guy like so far, so obviously they probably got to go with him to try to get that, try to get back on track. And the thing is, like the Canes, even though the Canes like their first game off the All Star break, they they only lost like four to three in overtime to the Maple Leafs, and
0: and then they had a poor showing against the Sens yeah night
1: yeah but. I can see the Canes coming back. I, I like it, it's a tough game for me to like t- try to decide because obviously I'm a huge Canes guy. I think they're cup ready. I like I think like obviously they're like one of the better teams in the league. And obviously I'm a huge Bruins fan, so like it, it's it's going could be a tough one to pick from for me.
0: Yeah, I mean the bees are kind of behind the eight ball here with you know Marshawn looking to be out potentially, Bergie too. We just haven't been playing well. Oh, Berggie's out, I think already. Yeah, they said he's day to day, but I doubt he plays on I, Thursday. I saw
2: something earlier saying yeah. he was
0: definitely out. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I mean that's probably the smart move to rest him. Uh, it, it's tough picking against the bees, but you know going off their last matchup on January 18th, Carolina pumped us seven one
1: and we were fully healthy.
0: fully healthy team and now we're kind of shorthanded here. You know, I, I figure the Canes going to be pretty decent favorites. Um, yeah. You know, I, I probably wouldn't put my money on it because I'm not one to ever bet against Boston sports like that. But gun to my head, I'd have to say the Carolina Hurricanes win this game, get back in the win column. Bees are going to struggle for a bit, but like we said earlier, they got time to get back on track.
2: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like what they said, big bees guy, but Carolina's just – Two one girl goal losses like that, you know, they're gonna be hungry. They're probably way deeper deeper than yeah. the Bruins, even though they're missing uh coking and Emmy. I can't fucking say that still. <laughs> Cock- uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> cocking and Emmy, whatever. I don't care. I'll take the L. I'll keep saying it. <laughs> uh and then Teravane, he's day to day, you never know. He might be he might be active tomorrow, so then there's another guy. Yeah. So And then it, it, I don't know. It's I mean just,
0: it w- it would be an impressive win if the Beast can pull it out. But like I said, I gotta go with the Canes. Is that a consensus pick can- on the Canes can- boys? Can-
2: can- yeah,
1: yeah. So like the thing is like I said like before like you guys talked, I said like I don't know who I wanna pick, but the red's on the wall right there. Canes are just deep as hell. They're yeah. probably the one of the most deep teams in the league. And like I'll see out and like Terry Vinen, um he he has that he has that uh that hip injury or whatever injury he has, he's out he's day to day and Again, you got no Bergey, you got no Marshy. Like, defense is questionable. You don't even know what the hell they're going to be bringing. And no
2: one's been stepping up other than who was on the first line. I know they spread them out. Like, Posse had two goals. Posse
1: without Bergey and Marshy. Well, I mean, I mean, Halsey's been feeding him, though.
2: Yeah, no, I get it. But I'm saying there's no one else stepping up, like, getting around the net, tucking the puck, or even just scoring. You know what I mean? It no, just, I, I 100% it's just agree not, yeah. yeah, it's just... They, I when I see Pasta score two goals the other night, I'm like, all right. So you're paying Charlie Coyle like what six, seven million to what? You know what I mean? At this point, you know, I he's a good player. I like him. I hope he just steps it up. You know, you need yeah. a guy like that.
0: Someone's got to step up. Yeah. Marsh yeah. out, and we're gonna find out who it is. I just think the Canes are a lot more deeper than the Bruins. Yeah, I think I think the Canes. Wait, we need un- to unfortunately, see, I think the Canes went on. 30.
1: We need to see more of Eric Holler. That's, that's what I got to say. Maybe
2: yeah. Nosik too. I mean, he's had some battles with the uh, COVID, yeah, like, Nosek. all that. He's been out a little bit, but need him. Uh, maybe Felino just got back. I heard him on the radio today. He's talking. Hopefully he starts picking it up.
1: No, I mean I think Felino's days are behind him. I think he's just out there just to kinda just like fight and like do his thing and be a be a role guy. I understand. Um I I think I think if anything, like I like in my opinion, I think Aussie and Echar called the step up. We said
2: to Brusk earlier too, like, oh yeah, he's been playing well. I I hope that he just keeps like making his trade market go up. Or something like I. I don't even care. I don't point. care because at this point he just like, yeah. if, he, if
1: he does that he's gonna make us a better hockey team. So I don't really yeah. give a shit. But he's not
2: gonna get pushed. I don't think they're gonna trade him, but because they think I don't think I, we're.
1: I think we're gonna hold him to the end of the season. Yeah. and then dish. Him I or think
2: I think they think highly of him. He just he just hasn't played well. He's a first round draft pick. I so. feel like it's not the Bruins' fault that he feels this way. I think it's just he he's mad at himself type of thing i want to say like he just knows he's not playing to his caliber and he needs a fresh start but he's been playing well since since he got all that shit off his chest
0: you know
1: yeah let's move on to the next game
0: yeah although just a one more thing just although the you know barry's injury and then the marshall suspension's unfortunate could also be a good thing for the bees as you know some guys now have to step up and prove themselves so we might see some guys emerge, you know, in in the next few games.
2: Maybe uh, yeah. I I like Oscar Steen. Maybe he st- he he's honestly been a nice surprise this year. Yeah. Maybe they call somebody up like Jes- Jesper Jesper. Bra- no, uh, uh, who's that kid? Uh, I saw the other day he buried for uh, Pravi. He's actually pretty good. I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, he's nasty,
1: dude. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'll
2: look up his name and I'll get back to you. him. guys.
0: Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> mo- moving on from that, this this next game is probably, no, well, no, it is. It is the matchup of the week, and I am just getting horned up just thinking about this game. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning traveling to p- face off against the Colorado Avalanche in a potential Stanley Cup preview. This game is going to be a big one, boys. Colorado has been dominant this year, 32-8-4 and four on the year, 22-2 and two at home. 90 and 1 in their last 10. Tampa Bay not too shabby themselves. 30 10 and 6 on the year, 14 6 and 2 on the road. 7 2 and 1 in their last 10. Boys, who we got?
1: This is going to be an absolute dogfight because both these teams have got a lot of rest. Have a lot of rest. Colorado won't have Nathan McKinnon though. I think he's still he's still out cuz he had a fractured nose and um and a concussion. He's still recovering from that. But other than that, the Colorado Avalanche are—they're a pretty relatively healthy team. Obviously, they're deep. They—they got, they got a lot of great players in that team. You got Kim McCarr, you got a Gabriel Landeskog, Nazem Kadri having an absolute year. Um, Darcy Camper um, back playing playing um goalie. He's pretty well. He's pretty pretty um pretty good this year. And then you got Tampa Bay Lightning on the other side of the spectrum. You got over there. You got. You got Stammer, you got Kucherov, um, Braden Point. You got you, you, like that. That team is just deep as hell. You got Hedman on the back end with Sergachev. You got Vasilevsky in and, and, and the goal and goal. But yeah, I think just because they're so well rested that like, because like, what has it been? It's February 9th right now. Tomorrow's gonna be February tenth, and they just like had like the whole entire All Star break. Not like they had like two two or three guys each going into the um All Star game. So I think I'm um, most most of them. Be well arrested. Um, it, it's, it's be tough. I think I want to take. I'll take the lightning here. Mm, nope. I'll take the lightning. lightning on it's them kind home. of like a pick 'em because they're both like kind of yeah. the same team. I'm on. I'm
2: on the opposite side. I like the Lanch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're coming off a loss and they're at home and they're pretty much unbeatable at home.
1: Well, the uh, Yotes beat them, so I don't know how like unbeatable well, they are. Well, yeah, no, but that was that was in a
2: shootout though. They haven't lost in like regulation and like mad long.
1: Yeah, I, I I hear you. Plus, I, hear you.
2: I mean, I don't know. Like you say, they're probably gonna rally. I think around McKinnon not being out too. I like that. So, a lot yeah. of people are gonna bet against them because there's no McKinnon.
0: This is a tough one, but I think I'm gonna have to go with the Lightning here, dude. Just just because of the status of Nathan McKinnon up in the air. Yeah, I think if there's anyone that's gonna go into Colorado and give them the run for their money, it's gonna be the Lightning. And I don't know, just for some reason, just seeing these two teams, something to me screams, take the over. I don't know what <laughs> it is. Even though we got two great goaltenders with Vasilevsky and Kemper, something about this game, just both teams off a break, so well-rested. A lot of firepower. I think there's going to be goals galore. Dude. I mean,
2: that, Vazzy kind of was – he was in the All-Star game. Yeah, but no, but he has, like, rest. So the thing I is – No, I understand. Plus, he hasn't – in my me, personally, I don't even think, I don't think he well oh, yeah. if he start, if he starts, he's honestly been okay this year. I I don't think he's been as good as he could be.
1: Yeah, no, he can he definitely can be better. But the thing is, so my thing is with that Carolina, um, Toronto game with Frederick Anderson, he went straight from Vegas all the way to Toronto. It's so a was, tough
2: turnaround. Yeah, dude. it's a tough
1: turnaround. But the thing is, Vasilevsky went from Vegas to Colorado, which is like a fucking like what was that like a bus stop.
0: Yeah, it's probably not too far. Yeah, it's a
1: bus stop. So you go there, and then like, he has, like, like two two road. nights rest, like, just, like, whatever. I, oh, I, I, I like saying, the Lightning, You're dude.
2: saying Vegas to Colorado? Yeah, it's, like, pretty oh. fucking close. Yeah, no, they're stop. right next to each
1: other. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's just, like, I think that's just easier travel for um, Vasilevsky. He had the no-time zone difference. He just goes in there and just fucking does not Plus, it the thing.
2: Atlantic got fucking ran through, so. Rinsed. Yeah, they, yeah. they played, like, the minimum minimal amount of
1: games, but... I'm still
2: sticking with the Lynch. Yeah. I probably think, money
1: line. No, though, it's definitely not a obviously. bad pick. The Colorado Lynch are a great hockey team. Yeah. They're deep. So is it. It's kind of a pick em. It's yeah. like, it's, it's kind of a toss of, up. It's
2: it, a coin it flip. It is. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't take no puck line or anything. No, that's no, no. nuts.
0: I I think either way, you can't go wrong here. Yeah. The line, like Bob said, it's probably going to be near a pick em. I just got to go with the Lightning here. I know it's tough going into Colorado and beating them at home. But something just tells me go with the Lightning and just looking at these teams, I love the over. I'm giving you an exact score prediction. I'm going Lightning 4-3 in OT. Give me it.
1: I would love that, though. Imagine watching that.
0: Oh, I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Be
1: horned up for it. It's it's a 9 p.m. start. Get out
2: out the Vaseline.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, dude, it's it's a 9 p.m. start. That's actually pretty fucking decent for a West Coast game.
0: So we actually have another big-time tilt on Thursday. Thursday's a packed slate, and I'm looking forward to it. We got the Toronto Maple Leafs. Heading off to face the Calgary Flames. And as of right now, both nice. these teams are red hot. Calgary's 23, 13, and 6 on the year, 7, 4, and 4 at home, 6 and 4 in their last 10, but they've won 3 in a row. I know they're playing tonight, so it could even be 4 in a row. Toronto, 30, 10, and 3, 13, 6, and 2 on the road, 8 and 2 in their last 10. And they've won 6 in a row. Boys, this is another tilt. What do we got, Leafs or Flames?
1: So. Well what we mentioned earlier, Austin Matthews had that um that head injury. Doesn't seem too serious. We don't know when he's gonna come be coming back, but I don't know. Like I like the Flames, man. I think I think they're gonna um just hold their own at um at home and fend off the Leafs. Like that's all I really got. Like I just had the feeling, like I really have no analysis for this. I just like kind of just like I think they're like ready to go. Um
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um so right now the Flames are a four nil on the knights. Wow, and they're so the at Flames home. Are and they're at and they're at home. <laughs> there you <right>? go. Yeah. <laughs> the Flames are at home tonight. That's
0: gonna be four and. Uh, and they're the going.
2: Flames. They're staying home, right? Yeah. Y- yeah, it's at home. Oh uh, yeah, I would. I would probably take the Flames back to back. Like, what well, they're playing back to backs, right? Yeah, it's tomorrow yeah, uh, night, Thursday. Yeah, night. no, I I would take them. Not, not to the extent that they're at right now. They're not puck lining. Yeah, it's gonna be another like close yeah, one. Yeah, they'll they'll uh they'll definitely pull it out though. They have they have a heater like within the next eighty days. It's like forty games in eighty days. They, so they're playing they're, seven straight yeah, home games. Yeah, so like that. They this this Montana. is this is probably the back to back to hammer the flames because they're coming off that all star break, but future. <laughs> Future head uh, back to backs, I wouldn't because <laughs> they're they're gonna be on like an absolute like heater when it comes. They only have 15 home games they played this year, and they're way behind like the Bruins are with with games played.
1: Yeah, so th- there's a lot of um, teams that are behind um, game wise in the standings or just the schedule-wise. COVID, yeah, schedule wise. Yeah, because of COVID. Like it's yeah, struggle. Yeah, so like there's a lot of teams. Like there's gonna be a lot of ho- that's good for us. There's gonna be a lot of hockey. Love it. There's gonna be a lot of hockey. We have in, and
0: slates like this on a Thursday night. You know, right. yeah. you doing on a Thursday it's night, good. You got three marquee matchups to look forward to. Absolutely. To, t- dude.
2: to tell you the truth, it's nice that uh, they kind of didn't go to the Olympics because right now there would be no puck right now. Yeah, that's you know?
1: true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hindsight. I mean, not hindsight, but brightest side, but brighter side of the spectrum. Yeah, we got a lot of hockey right now. But I, I, I kind of wish we were watching the Olympics right now. Yeah, though. Me too.
0: But.
2: You wouldn't really be watching them, but we aren't. But we still got time. <laughs> I, <would've> <laughs> like, go I would have
1: stayed up. You kidding me? I morning. would stay. I would stay up to watch Connor McDavid go out there and yeah, just McDusty. Yeah, oh, no, comes no, I feel once it. Once every
0: four years. Yeah, I feel you. Me
1: too. Me too. And I'm but pretty I'm sure saying, the, the U S team. The U S team would be fucking mm. nasty too, dude. Like I think we yeah. like like that whole this this Olympics would have been insane. Canada would have ran with it. Probably, but you never know. But you never know. Yeah, I
0: mean. You know, it sucks when I can't see the Olympics um, as we originally planned with those um, high-caliber players, but we still got matchups like this. I'll give you my pick. I'm going with the Flames. They've just been rolling lately, especially at home. They're red hot, no pun intended. The Flames are going to keep on flaming. Give me the Flames uh, against the Leafs. I know I got burned betting against the Leafs the other night, but I, I would put my money on the Leafs, uh, on the Flames here. Is that a clean
2: sweep right there? What? We all take
1: Flames?
0: I think that's a consensus. Yeah, 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 we yeah. take Flames. Wow.
1: Yeah, fade us. I mean, after <laughs> you said, yeah, you probably should fade. No, but the fact that you said four nothing right now, I was like, all right, let's go.
0: Yeah, especially against Vegas, that's a big one. Yeah, Vegas is Vegas dirty. was kind of due. Yeah, so they were roll- rolling Friday night, not nearly as good as a slate. There's really one key game here. It's uh, the Winnipeg Jets going off to face the Dallas Stars, two teams that are you know right on the um, cusp of a playoff spot. So both teams going to be doing whatever they can to get a win and start to get hot. Dallas twenty three eighteen and two on the year. Played well at home, 15 6 and 1 at home, 5-5 five five in their last 10. Winnipeg, you know, starting to get going a little bit. They're 19, 17, and 7 on the year, 8 9 and 6 on the road, 3 5 and 2 in their last 10. But they gotta start turning things around quick. What do we think here, boys? Jets or stars?
1: Give me the Jets. Because last night.
0: They look good. Last dude,
1: night. they beat the Wild 2 0. The Wild are playing Helly, pro- Helly the- Buck. Yeah, he played unbelievable. Don't sleep on him. And um and they, and they got the little um the little double fight, the little Donnie brook in that game too. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Um so like the Jets, Folino. Yeah, Felino got fucking buried and then uh and then just turned out to a like little like little melee kind of thing, but the Jets they went out there like like you said they need some urgency. They went out there with some urgency. They went out there, they banged some bodies, they made some big hits. They they were just gritty. They went out there, played really good defense. Hella played unbelievable in that. And then you then like they just buried whatever. Like they whatever opportunity they got, they scored. And they, they held to the, the Wild to uh um like scoreless. Like they shut them out, which is like the first or second time this year that the like that's that's a pretty good feat.
0: Dude, the Wild had won what, like I think they'd won like seven or eight in a
1: row. Yeah, no, exactly. No, they were rolling. Yeah, they're eight, they eight one and one in the last ten. Yeah. Dude, the Wild must have just went out the cabo, ate like shit. And had a couple <laughs> uh, too many beers, but um, I would say right now I take the Jets because I mean the Stars like well we'll see how they how they bounce back from the All Star break. They haven't played yet, but um, yeah, I would take I would take the Jets. This uh, my this opinion.
2: game, man, they're like what. It's, they're five and six. Oh, my, my bad,
1: my bad. Stars are playing right now. They're up four to three on Predators. My bad. Mm. They're so playing So, right
2: they're five and six. They're just on the cuffs, cusp of uh, the playoffs. So, and they're right behind each other. It's The Stars have, have 48 points. The Jets have 45.
0: Bob, is Dallas home tonight?
1: Yeah, they, they're up four to three with a minute left on the Predators in regulation. So, you said the, the Jets are one. up right now. No, 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 no. The stars are playing the Predators Jets right now. Played last
2: night. Oh, oh, oh! You yeah. saying the stars? Yeah, no, that's oh, what I'm saying. Because okay. I corrected
1: myself because I said the stars haven't played yet. They're playing right now, and they're winning. They're winning yeah. four to three against the Predators, who is a pretty good hockey team with a minute left in the third period.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd roll. I, uh yeah, that's that one's tough. Uh, the Jets have not been playing well this year. Uh, they have the right, roster. Yeah, right it. around five hundred. Uh, the stars just have have that talent and they have the glue, you know. They have Pavelski, Sagan, High skin is got, nasty. They got Ben. Uh and that kid, uh, the goalie Ottinger. Yeah, Jake. Otting- Ottinger. Jake yeah, Ottinger. He's been playing pretty good. I I said something that they needed a goal. I think it was the first episode I said, Oh, they need goalie for that kid's their goalie i was like i saw some highlights i was just like oh man yeah. i'm i was wrong about that
0: i think the stars have just been waiting for someone to kind of take the reins and net and it looks yeah. like jake Andre's is yeah. emerging to be that guy he's been playing well lately oh, you said the stars are winning at home tonight i've gotten burned betting against the stars at home in the past so you know i'm gonna learn from my mistakes here i'm gonna go stars i think the stars yeah. at home are pretty deadly um, yeah, give me the Stars over the Jets. Oh, they're at home? Oh, okay. Even better. Yeah, Stars are at home. So that's really the only um, game to look forward to on Friday night. Saturday, we got a couple decent games. Um, once again, fin- uh, features Winnipeg, and this time it's Winnipeg traveling to Nashville to face off against the Predators. Nashville have been playing well, 28-14-4 this year, 14-7 and seven at home, 5-3-2 and two in their last 10, and we just uh, talked about Winnipeg and their record. They're right around five hundred. What do we think here, boys? Winnipeg or Nashville?
1: Um. So you got two like all uh, not all star because Hellebuck didn't make the all star team. Hell this of a goalie matchup here. Yeah. So you got two. You got two good goalies. You got UC Stars, who's a first um first year all star for the Predators, and you got Hellebuck, who was a Vesna winner not too long ago. So you, you got two goaltenders. Um, both both defenses are pretty solid. Um, for the Jets and Predators, Predators got Roman Yossi in the back end. You got Nate Schmidt in the back end back end for the Jets. Honestly, they're both like kind of similar teams in my in my opinion because for all right, so they're they're kind of polar opposites. You got Jets that were supposed to be like, oh yeah, like they're they're supposed to be top of like the Pacific. At oh. least
0: contending, you
2: know. I'm
1: not Pacific. My bad. Central be be the top of the Central.
0: There's six in the Central right now. They yeah, yeah. Themselves, you know, in a little bit of a hole here. Exactly. Uh, looks like they're gonna miss on the probably competing with the
2: Avalanche at least like one and two. I mean, dude, you look I at think. their
0: roster from the top to the bottom, and it, it's a solid roster. Yeah, they
1: shouldn't be. For some
0: reason they just can't get going. So season
1: pre-se- the preseason, they were they were like pretty much predicted to be like probably like top tier Central. But they're kind of struggling to get into that playoff spot, or get just getting the mix. And then you got the Predators, who are who are like, were written off, and they're and they're up there in the, no, in the conversation. No one
0: thought the Predators would be doing what they're doing right now.
1: But like they're kind of similar rosters in a sense. They both have like pretty decent offense. But the thing is, the Jets are just not really getting the productivity from from Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley. Kyle Connor's the only one really putting the puck in the for them because that kid's phenomenal. And then the, the the Predators they got they they like they got Phillip Forsberg they got Ryan Johansson they got they got a lot of good players up there as well so it's like they're pretty much the same team to me but I would say Predators on this one because I think the Predators edge them out when it comes to just like goaltending and just like overall just like productivity
2: yeah I like I like the Predators a yeah. lot uh, I think it's gonna be a yeah the Jets here. <laughs> yeah the Jets they're just not playing well they're just mm. not they're, they it looks like they're just not interested. Like they fired their head coach and then hired. Did he, did he,
0: a, he resign?
1: No, yeah, no, he resigned. Oh, he
2: or he resigned. Sorry. Yeah, he
1: stepped down. But yeah, I like how stepped ju- Down,
2: but like, and that didn't even wake him
1: up. No, I, I, no. But the thing is, I like the way they played against the Wild last night. I like that a lot.
0: It was an impressive win.
1: No, I liked how they played against them, and I like, I, and I like the Stars are kind of like. That's
2: like the first time I have seen them play. The like
1: Stars are just like kind of like giving, like they just like disappear, whatever. It's like the Jets and the Stars are kind of like the same team. Like they're there, but they're not really there. The
0: stars have been a little more consistent this year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Winnipeg just really, you know, like they haven't found that consistency. They haven't been able to play, you know, good hockey night after night. And that's kind of why they're holding right right
2: now. It's not even their goalie either. No, like, hey, it's he's not. he's he's playing well, but like I, it's got to be it's got to be their defense that starts to just not parking the bus. They're down struggling
0: low. to score goals too. They rank 21st in the league in goals per game at 2.8. They're just struggling to put pucks in the back of the net. I think Blake Wheeler, their captain, has like two goals.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's been, been struggling. Isn't he,
2: isn't he? hurt too? No, nah,
1: he's just been struggling. I, he might he might have been hurt a little bit this yeah. year, but he's been struggling. But the thing is, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in. So the reason why I'm picking the like I pick the Jets for the Stars because I like because they're fluctuating. They go from they win, lose, win, yeah. lose, or whatever. So I'm going. So obviously, like they win, I'll give them like an other win against the Stars, and I can see them just like. Just losing a yeah. Predators it's or something. That inconsistency. It's, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. it's I'm unbelievable. I'm riding the
0: wave.
2: Unbelievable. The Jets were really decent last year, and like yeah. they, Playoffs. and then shy, and then Shifley was unbelievable. I had him in fantasy last year. He lit it up, dude. He had did, like did he they, was like top they, five in points last year. They
0: swept the Oilers first round, didn't they?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. shit on them. Yeah, yeah, they they made a run, and it's just like oh, you let oh, they don't even have fans. In Canada, right?
1: Yeah, now. I, th- I think F- like... 50% The no. Bell
0: Center said they're allowing 50%. I don't know about the other Canadian I wonder what yeah, Everything else is like it's that.
1: A like a like, um, Vancouver Canucks came out and said 50%.
0: Um, but my pick for this one, I'm going to have to fade the Jets here again. Um, They've just been yeah. too inconsistent. You know, a team that's been struggling to score. As good as a goalie matchup is this going to be? I just don't see them putting many goals past UC Saros the way he's been yeah, playing. Yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be a low-scoring, gritty game. Like, Two to one, maybe three one with the empty net. So if you take the puck line, pray to puck line, Jesus, pray to the NHL game on uh, gods. But I would or take, don't do it. But I yeah, or just don't do it. It's, uh, it, it's tough. But I would take Nashville here uh, on the money line. There's one other marquee matchup on Saturday night, and it is uh, the Carolina Hurricanes traveling to Minnesota to face off Ooh. against the Wild. Pretty good game here, boys.
2: Heavyweight match.
0: Yeah, big time heavyweight matchup. Both teams of you know bit of a losing streak. Um, since the all star break, but you know, one of these teams gonna get back in the win column. Who do we like here, boys? We like the wild at home, or we like Carolina on the road after they face, um, Boston? What do you think here, Vinny?
2: Uh, honestly, I if Carolina wins, they might start going on a heater. Uh, they're probably gonna get some guys back too, like Tara Vine's day to day. Uh, uh, Coke and Emmy, I know I'm horrible. <laughs> I cannot say it. Yeah, at me all you want. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, so, yeah, no, if they get those guys back, they're going to start going on a heater. So, I will probably take the Canes if they're fully healthy. I like, I love Minnesota, though. They were one of my ups. Uh, last, I think it was last episode, or the one before. But anyway, yeah, no, I love Minnesota, but I'm going to have to go Canes. Because they're gonna have to start going. They're gonna start winning win streaks.
0: It's a tough one, Bob. going to snap this one over to you because I'm still unsure on this pick. To be honest,
1: <laughs> two all star goaltenders, uh, like pretty much similar like offensive talent.
0: Both teams built pretty similar. You're right.
1: It's like it's such a tough. That's literally such a tough breakdown because always flip a coin. Here. They're, they're all like. They're deep defensively, deep offensively. They both have all-star goaltenders this year. Um, it really depends on who's in and who's out that game. If they got any injuries, like or whatever, because like any, I know they're deep enough. But like my, uh, well, our experience. I know you guys experienced this, but like our experience with like in hockey is like, if you have like one person take out of your lineup, it could be a third liner. Team. It can f- change the whole entire just like just just recipe of your team. So Wild just lost to the to the Jets 2-0 last night. They got shut out. That's the second time they got shut out that this year. They might they might end up just going back on a heater. They might just be like right, that was just like an all-star fucking hangover. Whatever. they might go on a heater. Canes the Canes look pretty fucking good right off of the all star break. They only lost four to three to the to the Maple Leafs. They kinda blew a lead there though. So, I don't know. I'm a big Canes guy. I'll just go with the Canes here, to be honest, because it's honestly a toss-up, like you said.
0: It really is, and I'm honestly staying away from either side here, but something that's really sticking out to me, I know you mentioned the two all-star goalies, but Carolina ranks fifth in the league in goal score with 3.45 goals per game. Minnesota ranks third with 3.74 goals per game. You know what that means. Be yeah. over, yeah. yeah.
1: Hammer the over, yeah. No, don't, don't even add, don't even try to get a winner. Just hammer the <laughs> over. Just Hammer the over. Yeah. Watch
0: this game. I just kick back. Root for relax, goals. And just root for goals. I, you yeah. know, I Mi- could. You know, Minnesota me, coming me. off a shutout against them. I feel like they're gonna be fired up, dude. Looking, to, you know, put the puck in the net early. And That's what I'm there. saying. They're, they're gonna be fucking
1: give me fired the over up here. Yeah. I, I give could me the
2: see. Over. Honestly, I love the way Tallett looked in the All Star break. He did look like, good, and I could see him maybe going nuts in that game and just stopping everything but the canes have been on a skid right when they got out of the right out of the gates so
0: I'm going with them yeah. it's gonna be a good game regardless um, but we got one more game we want to highlight here on the gambling corner it's a Sunday matinee matchup and it's the Colorado Avalanche heading to Dallas to face off against the stars we kind of highlighted these teams a little earlier. What do we think here, boys? Abs, stars? It's going to be a good one.
1: I got to go with the stars. I mean, not the stars, my bad. The abs. I just... I think the abs are too much to handle for the stars right now because the stars have been struggling all year. And the abs are the abs, man. Like, especially because I, by that time, I know for a fact they'll have Nathan McKinney because I, I read on an article that says he'll be back for the stars on Sunday. So... You're gonna have a bull coming right out of the gate, mm. just horned hungry. up, just horned up out there, just fucking hungry, gra- right hunting the puck, just out there. I I'll, I'll, I wouldn't even be surprised if he has like two goals, like one assist, two and two oh, maybe. He,
2: if what, the game he comes back, he's definitely getting one because those guys are just gonna be so like he, he's gonna jumpstart the whole offense, the whole team, like not just the offense, defense. Everyone's gonna be like you said, horned up that he's there and. It's going to be unbelievable to watch because he's going to get at least one. He's going to get one or two at least.
0: Yeah, because yeah. they're
2: just going to they're just going to set him up.
0: Yeah, I predicted that the abs are going to lose to Tampa. So I think they bounce back in this game in a big way, especially with McKinnon returning. Like Bob said, I think he's going to be a hungry bull dude right out the gates ready to go. I love the abs here. Take the abs. Right. Also, I might even puck on them. I I was thinking puck line as well, Benny. Yeah. But what I like even more, I think here is the ABS team total over goals. And you know why? Dallas has kind of had a question mark in net all year. Don't know who's gonna be starting this game. It's a few days away. Whether it's Andre Holpi, Dallas really hasn't been great defensively. They ranked twentieth in the league in um, goals allowed per game with three point oh two goals allowed. I think the ABS are gonna put up a big number here. Statement win. Get them back on track. Give me the ABS. Give me the team total over. Nice. So we got a good slate of games lined up for the next uh, upcoming days. It's going to be fun to watch. Sit back, relax. There's a lot of hockey coming up between Women's Olympics, knockout stage, Men's Olympics just getting going, and then the NHL has some marquee matchups for you to watch. Um, It's going to be a real fun next few days of hockey. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy it. I think that just about wraps it up here. Uh, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to the High Slot Hockey Podcast. Be sure to go check us out over on Twitter and Instagram at High Slot Podcast. That's both Twitter and Instagram at High Slot Podcast for more daily hockey content. But before we go, I think Bob wants to sign us off here with his fun fact of the day.
1: Hey, so uh, I, I I decided to do, um, do a hockey one this week, so... It's a trivia question. I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna ask uh, you boys over here. Uh, Let's go. A, a question to see if you guys actually know your hockey knowledge. <laughs> so, here's the question. You guys ready?
0: I'm ready. Locked okay. and loaded. You guys locked in? Is that multiple choice? No. <laughs> oh damn.
1: No, no. Actually, no. No. I'll give you multiple choice. Oh, Fuck yeah. it. I was gonna just ask nah, you the question. No. No.
2: No. 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 Give it to g- us first. Give it to us yeah.
0: first. And then if we're clueless, give us some. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then okay. some options.
1: Okay. Okay. What was the first NHL team that went back to back Stanley Cup titles? The yeah. first one? Yeah, the first ever team to go back to back. Give
0: us the year, like the. Is there? A, there's like, no.
1: Oh yeah, no, there's a year, but it, no, it, but the year's not gonna really get it. Like it's is it, it's not obvious though. It's it. not really obvious. So on oh, okay. a, it was April fourth, April fourth, nineteen twenty one was the first 1921,
0: one. First the team Leafs? to go back to back Stanley Cups.
1: No, the, the the Leafs aren't even on here for this. No. Wow.
0: Um, um, you know I'm gonna go Detroit Red Wings.
1: They're not even on here God either. No,
0: Jesus. oh it's, a,
2: it's like it's like a it's like a team you that guys doesn't would, exist you guys wouldn't give never. Us multiple yeah, it's no, no, like no. a it's like a team that doesn't exist. No, they exist. No, you guys no, would they, never get it. No, give it's the same name choice. as a team
0: that we yes. that
2: still plays in the league.
1: Yes, Vinny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> give all us
0: right. multiple choice.
1: <laughs> all right. So you got A Ottawa Senators, B Montreal Canadiens, C, New York Rangers, and then D, the Vancouver Millionaires. Uh, Ottawa Senators. Let's go
0: with the Rags, New York Rangers.
1: Vinny's got it. Oh, the Ottawa Saints. Senators are the first Let's back-to-back go. Stanley Cup champions. I knew Honestly, they were a wagon back then. On April 4th, 1920, 1921, the Ottawa Senators defeated the Vancouver Millionaires 2-1 to in the decisive fifth game of the 1921 Stanley Cup final. Jack Durant. Scored both goals for the Senators, who became the first NHL team to win back-to-back Stanley Cup titles in NHL history. The Vancouver the goal-
0: millionaires were actually a real team.
1: I guess. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> the glory days, of the Ottawa Senators. I, I guess Vancouver... hundred years ago. Th- Vancouver's <laughs> like, hey, I guess we should change our name. Still can't win a fucking cup. Zing. Yeah, it doesn't
0: matter. Vancouver, yeah. zero Stanley Cups in their history. Fun fact. There's my fun fact for you. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Thanks, boys. And we'll uh, we'll see you again next time.
1: Thanks, everyone. I will get one.